You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Another world, another time, in the age of wonder. There was once a dream, you could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper, and it would vanish. A battle between good and evil. You don't know the power of the dark side. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm going to have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can find All it takes is faith and trust. Well, if it isn't the Star Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! <laughs> Hey, Neverlanders, take that pixie out of your pocket. Sprinkle some of that pixie dust around and come fly away with me, your host, the Spider-Fan Jeremy, off to Neverland for one last time here in 2017. And we're not flying alone because with us, as always, is Lost Boy Eric. Hey, everyone. How's it going? And I hope his visual is more in sync than what I'm seeing. And we also brought with this, y'all remember Tim Nidell from Saturday Morning Rewind, also what? known as the Mighty Marvel Tooncast. There you go. What's up, everybody? Which we need to get that Hulk episode out, which you're editing right now at some point, right? At some point. Yeah, sure. Because you've got that. So we did record an episode of Inc- for the Incredible Hulk, and we really need to get that show going again. It's been a while since we put anything new. We're sorry. We try to be better. Yeah. But uh, we're, of course, going to go through as much stuff as we can possibly remember from the year 2017. Not just Disney stuff either. Just anything kind of mostly family friendly, geek savvy movies, video games, television. I try to list as much stuff as I could. But if we think of something along the way, we're going to just throw it in there. This could go on for two hours. This could go on for three hours. We could be here all night. We don't care, right? Hey, kids, go to bed. Sorry. I'd put my kids to bed. Okay, (laughs) parental duties done. (laughs) But uh, I have a list here, and we might as well just dive right into this thing. The first thing I actually listed down here, January, and I put this just for you, Tim, (laughs) (laughs) after after October, uh, but I listed Resident Evil 7. Uh, Whoops, we can't talk about it, because that came out, and it was a big deal, but it's not something normally we talk about in Neverland, but it was a, I mean, that... That was the big game of the year, at least for me, because I just love the Resident Evil series, except for five and six. But seven was so much fun. Am I I the only one that played it? Probably. I I love the Resident Evil games, but I haven't played anything since five, I think. Well, because five was so bad. Maybe. I haven't played anything since two. Wow. Okay. But it was a big deal when it launched. It's the first time they've gone with a first person perspective, kind of changed the series. It's uh, We can't give it the full Neverland endorsement because there's some language. There's some uh, horror level type violence in there. Uh, but it was it, it really changed the things for people who are fans of that series and video games. So I, I figured I, we really had to bring it up because uh, it was a pretty big deal. There's another game coming up later that... Uh, uh, it was a big deal that we can't really talk about, but we kind of brought that up in October. <laughs> Stop bringing them up. Stop bringing them up. Oh, I forgot to replug in my, my uh, I'm wearing my headphones and yet I'm, I'm probably causing feedback. Pardon me, y'all. There we go. <laughs> I hope I didn't knock my camera too far out of whack here so y'all can still see me, right? I can see Spider-Man now better. 
Uh, oh, yeah. oh, well, that's all we really wanted to see. Anyway, I'm off to one side. Yeah, Spider-Man's climbing with wall. I have my nice Spider-Man stocking. You actually all get to see the official Neverland Studios now. This is probably a new experience for most people viewing, unless you've seen. I did a, a news update here uh, a little bit ago. We're going to try to do a little bit more uh, here in 2018 and have a, a little bit more on YouTube. And since apparently just having the logo up with the podcast is a fake video, uh, we'll try to do a few more things like this. Maybe we'll actually let you in when we record a show once in a while, kind of like we're doing oh. now. So so it's a fake video just with the uh, logo up? Right. If it's nothing but the logo and audio, they're calling it a fake video. They will actually damage your Google Analytics Wow. and hurt your social media stuff. And Facebook is even in on this. Huh. Interesting. So they will do some damage to your SEO and all kinds of stuff. And just that's something new that happened this year for 2017. So they're really watching it. YouTube has been a disaster for a lot of YouTubers, uh, a lot of other content creators. Uh, They've had, uh, I forgot what they call it, like the money gate, uh, where people who were doing the ads or whatever, trying to get revenue on their videos. uh, YouTube changed so many things that nobody quite understands. Uh, to where it's hurt people's views it has gotten less revenue from the ads and so people who are actually were starting to make a livelihood and making content on youtube have been losing money and dropping off even one of my favorite channels glove and boots has stopped making videos although they said they will might come back at some time so we're going to try to have a bigger youtube presence which is one of the reasons why i like you know this is our second year doing this so we'll do we'll do stuff like this so it'll be more fun sweet but that was a big thing that happened in 2017 is youtube really sticking it to people I feel like I should get you all started before I stop and take a drink for the next thing listed. <laughs> uh, but I guess well, it was in January that the DCA Tower of Terror, DCA, of course, that's Disney's California Adventure, closed to make way for Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Uh, now, I guess we knew this was coming, though, in January. Yeah. Yeah, we. Um... Yeah, they had uh, already announced it. Uh, they actually had a big uh, to do with uh, coming along. There were some special events that took place at nighttime. For a total blackout version of the Tower of Terror, so uh, they, they ended up uh, finally closing it uh, in early January, just after the first of the year, and just at the end of the, uh, so that they could go ahead and start the conversion process. Yeah, I was wondering if like the we because I guess we had a D twenty three, didn't they announce something at D twenty three or show us something at D twenty three later? Well, I guess we'll get to that later, but uh, uh, I didn't know when they first announced that they were going to make this change. Not sure. Uh, it was uh, half of the year in 2016. Yeah, uh, a lot of people September, were October ish. Yeah, and especially when you. Oh the yeah, yeah. There's it, there's the design was a little bit odd because you could still see the shape of the Hollywood Tower of Terror. Yep. Uh, it just looked like they put mm-hmm. a bunch of pipes on it, and I was a little skeptical at the look of it at first until I kind of got a look. Uh, there was a comic book, and I think you got this as well, Eric. There was a comic book. Uh, of Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout that was sort of a tease and a lead-up to the attraction. And I know a lot of people have pointed out that uh, they believe that they can see, which is the uh, Collector's Museum, background of Thor Ragnarok. Huh. I'll have to look for that. I, I haven't, I've only seen the movie once. It ties in, and we'll to Ragnarok a little bit later, too. Yeah. We keep losing a little bit of what you you say there. We're, we, Eric, unfortunately, has kind of a bad connection going on right now. So bear with us as we get through this. But uh, I'm just a bad connection, period. <laughs> it happens to us. Yay, there's the Mortis. All right. So from Disney, Indiana, the Mortis has arrived. Yes, I have. Only eight minutes behind schedule. But <laughs> hey, stupid Google. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, were you able to see our document list? I saw it before it was filled out. Does that count? 
Well, okay. But we'll just, uh, as we announce, talk about each thing. You'll be able to just jam right in. Right now, we're talking about the DCA closing down the Hollywood Tower of Terror in order to build the Guardians of the Galaxy. Ah, yes. So, what month are you guys on? Because I'm looking at the list right now. We're in January. Oh, you're still in January. I don't know. Although, not everything on the list is necessarily quite in order. I was just trying to organize as best we could. Okay. Yeah, I didn't really feel one way or the other about the Tower of Terror closing down. It wasn't really one of my favorite rides. Um, I uh, Funny story is the last time we were at Disneyland, Katie and I were um, in California Adventure by ourselves. Athena was six, so Bridget stayed with her. And she wanted to ride Tower of Terror. This was like 2007, 2008. And she was like maybe 11, 12. I did not want to ride this ride. I swear, I did not even want to go near it. So I'm thinking of every excuse in the book to tell her so we don't have to do this. And as we're walking towards it, I'm about to say, oh, look at the line. It's going to be too long. Waste the whole day. These two ladies come up and say, hey, we got these fast passes for Tower of Terror. We can't use them. Do you want them? <laughs> I go, oh. She's like, yes. All right. So I wrote it and it was fun. Just not my kind of ride. So. I'm sure that Guardians would be about the same way anyway. So I, I love Tower of Terror, but the thing is, the uh, Disney World one is much better than the Disneyland one. So I'm, I'm okay with it being gone. Yeah. yeah, of course, I haven't ridden the one in Disneyland, but uh, the Walt Disney World one, I remember you had an entire... Yeah, it moves out. It moves. And you went through... Exactly. And you don't do that opening. at all. Yeah, and so, Disneyland, I guess you get a mirror. Yeah, and I mean, I, I love the idea of, I love the theming of Tower of Terror. That's what I miss about it. But the Thor, uh, the, the Gardens ride actually is slightly better. So you got a chance to ride the new one. Though. Yeah, a couple times, yeah. Yeah, so I figured Eric and, and Tim are ahead of us on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Which, we'll talk more about that here when uh, we get to the opening, I yeah. think. Uh, I'm sure it'll come across again. <laughs> The other thing, though, that I had listed in January is I tried to uh, list all the classic films that were re-released on Blu-ray from the vaults. And Pinocchio came out uh, from what I was looking. It looks like it came out kind of by the end of January. Uh, I was very excited to pick this up. I love this movie, uh, especially sitting to I haven't watched it in such a long time. And uh, I think I even said it when we reviewed the Blu-ray, sitting down to watch it. In the first five minutes, I am more charmed by that movie yeah. than I have in anything Disney has put out in the last maybe 10 years. I adore Pinocchio. I, I I think it's my favorite Disney movie of all time. So I, I love I it. I thought Jungle Book was. No, no. It's in my top five. But yeah, Pinocchio is number one. Oh, yeah. I love it. So did anybody else pick this up? I can't remember. I haven't picked it up. I'm still rocking my uh, Pinocchio DVD from 1999. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, so this is, I guess, 2017, or was it 2016? It was the year I really started stepping up and doing more of digital movies, mm. uh, where when I buy something, I'll get the the, the Blu-ray DVD and digital copy, because I can then unlock it, uh, get my reward from the Disney Movie Club, and then it, it would go into the Disney Movies Anywhere, which has now just become Movies Anywhere, uh, to where it's combined with a lot more other companies. And mm -hmm. that's all connected to my Vudu account, which I can pull right up on my Google Fiber box so I can watch all my movies. I never have to get up and grab a movie anymore. So I'm getting a little spoiled. <laughs> yeah, I've talked to my people and we've uh, came to the conclusion that we did buy Pinocchio in January. <laughs> Your people. <No>. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we do have it. It's here. Okay, now I got Your something people. on the list. Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> 
my lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much what you say when you're the only man left in the house. <laughs> <laughs> left, and I've never been anybody but me. <laughs> women. <laughs> that can have its benefits too, you know. Because <laughs> you know your your daughters are, I'm sure, just the light of your life and more fun sometimes than your wife. Because your wife gets mad at you, your daughters just have to deal with you because your dad. Oh, don't don't believe it. they get mad at me too. So. <laughs> I get it from, I get it from all sides. <laughs> all righty. But the next thing I have on my list, I don't know if this actually happened in the, about this time, but this is when I'm going to remember it. But we had the announcement of a Netflix series of The Dark Crystal, which has recently actually well, they finally began filming. I'm super excited about this. This yeah, may be cool. the one of the few reasons I'll keep Netflix around when the new Disney streaming service happens. Mm. I, it, it's going to be cool. I'm not like jumping for joy or yay dark crystal because the last time i watched the movie was probably about 10 15 years ago wow so yeah don't get me wrong i like dark crystal it's just not one that i watch annually or anything it's not it's not a raiders of lost dark it's dark crystal so yeah it's it's cool but i'm not i watched the show when it comes on netflix but i'm not like jumping for joy for dark crystal yay I used to watch The Dark Crystal like every day over the summer. That and The Little Mermaid was, you know, I just watched it religiously. Uh, I absolutely loved that movie. Although when I was a little kid and I first saw it, terrified the heck out of me. I was scared to death of Skeksis. But I was I was really sucked into the story, though, because the Skeksis were scary. Uh, so that, you know, made me help root for the Gelflings and everything. And so uh, I, I, a prequel, I guess, is what this is. I'm really excited to kind of see... Uh, how this comes about. And I don't know if Mike Quinn is involved. Uh, I I don't think they'd announce this when we had Mike Quinn on, now that I think about it. Uh, so I don't, I can't remember when this announcement was, but we had Mike Quinn, who was the the scientist, Skeksis. He's also Nine Num in uh, Star Wars films. He's now done three films as Nine Num. Uh, so we had him on the show, but I, if I had known, I would have asked him, hey, are you going to be working on this new Dark Crystal as well? Which we're just going to have to have him back on the show if he is, so we can... I don't think he's going to be allowed to talk much about it, but maybe when it's about to come out, we'll see. I wish I knew what episode number that was. I would tell y'all, but <laughs> wow. anybody else giddy for that at all? Yeah, I'm excited for it. I love Hanson stuff, so it's pretty cool to see it. Okay, <laughs> I guess that's all we got to say about that. Moving on, we're getting through this list faster than I thought we would. <laughs> okay, now so this is something I think Eric can probably talk about a little bit more than I can. Uh, I, I think I may have bought this issue. Uh, but I, I didn't follow up on it. Marvel has really disappointed me over the last few years, and I think a lot of their comics are not as good as they used to be. I'm not really happy with a lot of the writing, a lot of the directions they took characters. Uh, but Captain America... How can you say that? <laughs> I going to say, how can you say that? Because they turned Captain America into an agent of Hydra. Yeah, when Captain America is saying, Hail Hydra, then they've lost their ever-loving minds. Yeah, this has been a storyline that's been going on for a couple of years, and it really came to a head this year. Uh in a book called Secret Empire, where this Captain America, a Hydra agent, he has gained um, a shield, and he basically allows Hydra to come in, disrupt America, Las Vegas off the face of the earth. Heroes die, uh, most particularly uh, the Hulk is killed. Mm. Um, Bruce Banner version of the Hulk. Um, Black Widow is killed. And at the end of it, they kept telling us, you need to stick through to the end. You just need to see how this is all resolved. At the And this has absolutely nothing to do with the Cosmic Cube. And guess what? <laughs> Cosmic Cube. 
Cosmic Cube. Red Skull is apparently manipulating and pulling the strings of the whole thing the whole time, huh? Nope, nope. Red Skull was not entirely. He he kicked it off. He got killed and sucked into the uh, to the Cosmic Cube and really had no impact at that point. Um, uh, he had manipulated the Cosmic Cube into that Hydra, had secretly won World War II, but did the Cosmic Cube to make everyone believe America had won, and it just gets more confusing from there. <laughs> and then Han is- Solo shot. I think I've seen that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Something like so that. It, yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah, it, it really uh, good for Marvel sales-wise or image-wise. Um about this a little bit later, but uh, I think it uh, may have led to Chief at Marvel and uh, some changes that are uh, on their way for 2018. Oh, yeah, that's something I should have put on the list. Hopefully you'll remember that for later, because, yeah, there were some big changes going on there. But uh, unfortunately, Dan Slott's still writing Spider-Man, so I'm still not buying any. (laughs) Uh, Not so much longer. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, because somebody's got to repair the damage he did. But I did. They did have some Spider-Man books I did enjoy this year. They had the, um, uh, it was an alternate world that had uh, Mary Jane and a daughter. Um, and I forgot what it was called now. Oh, I'm sorry, it didn't come through. I couldn't hear you. Oh, it's it's called Renew Your Vows. Renew Your Vows. Where uh, for the first dozen or issues or so, it was about. Uh, Peter, Mary Jane, being able to tap into Peter's powers using uh, uh, a device created by a character named the Regent and their daughter, her powers. And it was uh, a lot along the lines of, okay, how is Peter or how are Peter and Mary Jane going to raise daughter, Um, especially when she knows that she can sneak out and she can, you know, use her powers and, you know, comes through and has to save them. Um, They've actually taken a jump in time in the last couple of issues where they've moved ahead about uh, eight years. Wow. So rather than a 10-year-old daughter, now they're dealing with a 16-year-old daughter. Peter would have been when he received that bite. Yeah. So they're, they're basically just relaunching Spider-Girl now then. Just sort of, but her name's not Mayday Parker. Right. So uh, and I, I've, I haven't been able to pick up any any issues in a long time and everything is, you know, with school and stuff gets crazy so i've kind of fallen behind on that last thing i saw was mary jane had uh, was looking for an alternate way to keep the powers that wasn't going to be hurting peter and had actually gotten the venom symbiote so that was interesting mm-hmm. i think that's the last thing i had seen on that so the other other interesting thing that i did see when uh, marvel was trying to reboot and bring back some of the classics and doing this legacy thing the only interesting thing i saw on the one issue was uh, that wolverine is somehow back from his containment uh, in the adamantium cage uh, or mess that he was in. Uh, and as Tim and I like to say, the only reason we can come up with is because Wolverine. Yes. <laughs> okay. Just the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I only actually bought a few um, comic books this year. So I'm not into the whole um, what's going on in marvel and and to tell you the truth i never really grew up with marvel i was always a dc guy i was always batman and you know superman but more mostly batman so i i have to admit i'm one of the marvel movie type guys you know i only got into marvel once um some of the movies came out I mean, mostly like like most people like 
uh, Iron Man 1. That got me swept into the Marvel Universe and the movies right there. I always knew Iron Man. I knew who he was, his whole philosophy and stuff, and what he did and all that. And he was drunk. That's about the main thing I knew about him is he was drunk. <laughs> but so I didn't, you know, I just started following the movies more than I did the comics. I've never really grew up to comics. Other, well, I, I watched the, cart, the X-Men cartoons like, what, 15, 20 years ago and the Spider-Man and all that. But I never really got into the comics. I did buy a comic just recently, though. Because um, uh, Comixology, uh, the app that you can download thousands of comics, they were having to sell over like the Christmas weekend. And I've been looking for the Tag and Bink series of comics. Yeah, see, he knows what I'm talking about. I could not find them anywhere at hard copy. So I went ahead and bought them, you know, the uh, video or not video, but the digital version of Tag and Bink. So I am looking forward to this weekend off, or I've been off since last Friday, and I am going to read these things this weekend. I am so excited. It's got, I think it's got like uh, like four or five of the comics into one, so it's like 90 pages. And if you don't know what Tag and Bink is, definitely look it up. Um, uh, in a nutshell, it's a comedy-type Star Wars comic book where these two rebels uh, who wanted to survive and not die for the cause, put stormtrooper outfits on, and then the hijinks commence. They're in like the background all the through, all the way through all the different movies. So some scenes <laughs> in the movies are because of them and their oops, you know, type stuff. But yeah, I've been dying to read these things. So Eric knows what I'm talking about. I think I need to oh, read yes. these. And this let me fun. tell you, you're no, you're definitely going to want to know who Tag and Bink are before Memorial Weekend. Oh uh, yeah. On so, mm, yes, yeah, so we're coming to that mm-hmm. later. In the yeah, so to be continued. On that to be part. continued. Yes, Tim, you read anything good this year? I haven't bought a comic since maybe 1999. So <laughs> okay, no. then. Well, moving on. <laughs> those are the ones that we can't talk about on the show. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a long time ago. I mean, I, I love comics. <laughs> okay, I just so... don't have time. I just don't have time anymore for anything. So I haven't, you know, in my adult life, I haven't had a chance to pick one up. Uh, I, I know that feeling. It happens to well, me frequently. All right. I well, do want to mention, into... since we're, oh, I was just going to say, since we're talking about comic books right now, English Competition has actually had a really good year themselves, uh, where they've come out with uh, a series called Batman Metal. Yes, um, I, put, I picked which, up for that too. Yeah. In which basically it's a rock metal of comics. Um, you've got Batman basically going up against all of the worst versions of Batman that you can think of. And merch with the Flash who wants to kill everybody, with the version of the Cyborg that wants to control everything. It's basically what's the worst that could have ever happened to Batman, and let's make it even worse than that. It's so an ongoing storyline. Yeah. I just bought a cool it's, cover. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to judge a book by its cover. Um, well, I do. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's been a really interesting read so far. They're basically. Um, re- revealed that there's a dark side to the multiverse of this multiverse of 52 different worlds. There's an underside to that of another 52 dark worlds. Hmm. It's telling the story about. Uh, at the same time, DC is also um, it, they're bringing back the Watchmen and incorporating them into their main books and uh, tying it all into what happened with Rebirth and the New 52 and uh, explaining, you know, why things have changed. Uh, it's because of the Watchmen, and uh, that's turning out to be a really interesting series as well. 
Hmm. I, I think the only things I would read of Batman right now is they started doing a, a comic based around the Arkham games, uh, which I did pick up a few issues of that like a long time ago, and I have seen that they're still going with that. So, yeah, I, I picked up the Batmobile from Arkham Games, which is like pretty good size. It's like what, eight, nine inches long and stuff. It was the Batmobile from the game. That's the only place I've ever seen it like that. I had to pick that up. Sweet. Is it the Arkham Knight version, like that? What converts to like a tank? Uh, it was the. I don't know if it. Well, it doesn't transform into anything. I don't know if that's the one. It's the last game that came out where you can drive around in the Batmobile. That's the one I have. That's okay. where Arkham the Batmobile is from. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah that's it's pretty cool looking. But it's better than the uh, the Christopher Nolan Batmobile. <laughs> Although I think they based some of it off of the Christopher Nolan because when it, you, you would convert it to a, like a tank mode and you'd actually have vehicle combat in Arkham Knight. Uh, they had a very cool win in the Arkham Asylum game. Unfortunately, that Batmobile gets destroyed. So, <laughs> but it looked pretty awesome. It was. It seemed more based off the '89 films. Okay. Well, I guess. Oh, I'm sorry. On. What was that again? One more time. Uh, Katie <laughs> was calling me. I'm oh, <laughs> I said uh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, you had the Arkham Knight one, which was very much kind of looked. I think the, it was very Christopher Nolan style. Yeah. A little differently, and it converted into a tank mode. Uh, but then the, they had a really cool Batmobile actually in Arkham Asylum, the first game in the series that was fantastic, but unfortunately gets destroyed oh. in that game, which is like a crime because it, it really reminded me of the 89 uh, type of Batmobile a little bit. It had that style, which is something really cool about the Arkham Knight game is you actually could drive the 89 style Batmobile that you could, I think, purchase it. And you could also have the 89 Batsuit. Oh, serious. I never finished it, so. Oh, you got to finish it. The story was good. Although I haven't actually, I haven't had time to just sit down because I get really frustrated with the Riddler stuff. So eventually I just kind of like, ah, I'm done with this. (laughs) So I haven't come back to it, although I did. I've recently been playing some of the older games, but we're we're getting stuff that happened last year. (laughs) Yeah. Well, speaking of games, though, you know, what did we, what was brought to our attention in April? Uh, actually, closer around March, uh, the Nintendo Switch was released. Yes. Did anybody buy one? No. I guess, no. Uh, well, not released, but it was announced. <laughs> yeah. Oh, was it announced? I thought in March was when it was released. Okay, but uh, I knew a launch title was Legend of Zelda Breath mm. of the Wild, which is the first uh, fully free-roaming open-world Legend of Zelda game where you didn't have to do the dungeons in a particular order. You could kind of go in whichever way you wanted. You had to worry about finding food and eating and stuff like that, which sounds fantastic. And then everybody went crazy for it, except for there was glitches in the system. And I unfortunately don't have one, so I haven't gotten to play it yet. <laughs> I have an Xbox One, and that's all I need. That's one more consoles than I need. Me too. <laughs> I'm not getting a Switch. Xbox One, except for I didn't want to talk to it. <laughs> you don't have to talk to it. I don't. So I, I, when I saw those first things about the Xbox One, I was like, "Really? Oh, golly, you know, I could." And I, the, I had friends that were on the PlayStation Network, and at the time, you could play online for free with the PlayStation. Yeah. But since then, Sony has changed yeah. that, and now they have a subscription service as well. So I don't get to play online with anybody. Oh, <laughs> you poor thing! I'm gonna have to get on Steam or something and, and play with people that way. Mm. Steam, Steam. I know it's coming up later, but the uh, only game I think I purchased this year and the only one I was looking forward to was Battlefront 2, but we'll get to that soon. Yeah, we will. <laughs> we'll, we'll by the end of the show when it released. <sighs> but I guess we'll roll on next to here that I have listed in March. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, the live action film. 
And I know Eric and I saw this and we have differing opinions on it. And Tim probably didn't touch it with a 10 foot pole. I'm, I'm staying away from the uh, live action reboots. Thank you very much. Yeah. Although I, I'm telling you, you'll like the Jungle Book. It was. Oh, no, no, really I, good. I did see that one because my, my wife actually rented it and forced me to watch it. I, I really did enjoy it. And most of the things that I was worried about, I was actually pretty content with the way it went down on, on video. So I'm OK with it. It's just I don't have to see them because the originals are better. Usually are, but they, the live action ones, I got to give them credit. Uh, this one was pretty decent. I still love the animated better, but uh, I actually was kind of surprised. I Because I, I thought this being like my favorite of the animated movies, I was prepared to yeah. be like, okay, you got this wrong, you got this wrong. But it was actually fairly enjoyable. Eric didn't like it, though. No, no, no. I, I really didn't care for it. Um, I felt that the acting just was not to the level that I would have expected. The just really did not meet the same level as the original or the musical. Um, I really didn't care for uh, Hermione. I really didn't like the Beast. It just you mean you don't you don't like her auto tune singing? <laughs> no, believe it or no, not, she, she did a Leviosa spell to make her high voice <laughs> and all that. Sure. <laughs> I got to give her credit for trying, though, because she's not known for singing. And so trying to get into a, a film like this and trying to sing. But if you you're know. not known for singing, don't hire her for a singing part. Yeah, they, they I think they hired her more for Hermione was almost like a bell ripoff in a lot yeah. of ways. And I thought they were kind of trying to typecast her into a role because she she would be a good pick for playing Belle overall. Yeah. I would say. Well, then just do, do like the animated movies do hire an actress to play the character, hire a singer to sing. There you go. Have somebody fake her voice in over top, kind of exactly. like uh, singing in the rain. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Which, speaking of which, I guess, well, I, that's somebody who died, though, in 2016. Yeah, that was 2016, uh, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm End sure it'll come up December. again, though, later. Yeah. But Debbie Reynolds, uh, yeah. Carrie Fisher's mother. Um, one thing I think would have helped the movie is if the musical had been the basis for the new uh, songs they brought in. That makes sense. Uh, there's much better songs, although the the song that they wrote for the Beast was pretty good. It was not as good as the song he has in the, mm. the Broadway musical, though. And see, my thing is, when I watch a trailer for the new Beauty and the Beast, I look at all the characters and they look like overcomplicated characters of the cartoon. You know what I mean? Almost like what Michael Bay did with the Transformers. He made it yeah. overcomplicated looking. And they, I just I hate the look of all the characters from what <laughs> I've seen, at least. But yeah, I did I manage to understand that. <laughs> yeah. I think I just enjoyed it for the, the sake of the story. I do love the story, but I that's one of the movies that when it came out on Blu-ray, I was like, you know, I should probably pick that up, but I never did. Yeah. <laughs> but I did pick up, they did have a re-release of the animated on Blu-ray, and I went right after that one, even though I think I have, well, somewhere I still have my VHS from the original. I do have an anniversary edition that they had released where they had added the additional scene after they put it out in IMAX and stuff. I have yeah. that DVD, but then I had to get a Blu-ray set when it came out just because of Speedy and the Beast. And I love that animated. That is my top favorite animated yeah. feature. Speedy Although my Beast. favorite princess is still Ariel. Mine too. Maybe it's because I have a thing for redheads, but I don't know. Me too. <laughs> okay, so I guess we'll move on to the next one. Uh, I had to list yeah, this Yeah, we did one. have a movie with a redhead. What, what, what? I didn't catch I mean, all. No, we did have a movie with a redhead come out in April. We well, uh, I'm not quite there yet, but keep that in mind. <laughs> but, uh, I, I have Mass Effect Andromeda listed that came out in March. Did anybody play it? I bought it in March. I haven't played it yet. 
I played a little bit of a demo. I, I actually spent a lot of 2017 playing the Mass Effect trilogy. Oh, I love, I love just the trilogy. To work my, so I can maybe get Andromeda. But then I was hearing everybody not liking Andromeda. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll hang back then. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love the original. So I'm still looking forward to playing Andromeda. You know, I, I kind of wish I would have waited, didn't buy it day one, because I could have paid probably 30 bucks less than I paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still looking forward to it, though. Yeah, I still want to check it out. The demo a little, a little bit that I've played was interesting. Uh, but, you know, the, of course, the main thing that, that keeps the Mass Effect games going is your even your conversations. Everything has an effect yeah. on the story and how the characters interact. Uh, that was the biggest thing for Mass Effect for me was playing through it, even though there, I guess... Unless you do things just one certain way, uh, you're not going to like how your character ends yeah. up necessarily. I, I've played the original <laughs> three games at least five times each, all the way through. Have you good like tried to get like different yeah. endings yeah, each yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, yep. And I got I was pretty content. Game. I was pretty content with when the last time I played it, so I probably won't go back. I still have them, but I might not go back and play them again. Yeah, at some point I probably will sit down and try to go through them again. See, I played the first one years ago when we lived in Key West, and I was hung up at the home for a couple of weeks after a surgery. And I, my, a friend of mine gave me an Xbox and Mass Effect to play while I was set at home, getting moved. And I tried, I got, oh, I would say maybe an hour or two into the game. And I got to a planet, and I could not get past yeah. it, and I never played it since. See, that's, so, why, that's why the second one is a thousand times better, because it's a lot easier to tell what you have to do next. Yeah. So the second yeah. one's and the when best you get to of the planet, series. You just scan on the thing. You don't have to actually get down yeah, that rover exactly. and search around for everything. Yeah. And in the third yeah. one, they took that out completely. You don't have to scan at all. Nice. Um, I think I did. Do, there is some stuff you can do with some planets like that, though. But you have to be careful because the uh, um, oh, the big bad of the entire series. I forgot what they're called now. Yeah, uh, I are too. lurking in while. certain areas, and if you if you scan too often, they'll they'll come and find you, and you got to run for it. The Reapers, yeah. Yeah, the Reapers. But now we're ready to move into a movie in April, and I think I know which one Eric was mm. about to mention. Oh, uh, yeah. It's got a redhead in it. Uh, yeah, uh, one redhead that uh, had to shave her head to play the role. I know that much. <laughs> and another redhead that uh, was guarding. I'm waiting for you to just go ahead and say Red the title, right? The what? <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. <laughs> Volume 2. Oh, okay, I'm not good at clever segues. Yeah, I was, I was giving it a chance Because, yeah, I guess Gamora's hair is... I thought her hair was more of a purple. I but I guess it is red. I have to think back now. Because I guess when you're thinking of redhead, you are thinking of Gamora, right? But, uh, yeah, uh, I enjoyed this movie. I really liked it a lot. Uh, it picked up, left off, um, uh, you know, introduced Kurt... Uh, or, no, not Kurt Douglas. Uh, Kurt Russell. Um as ego right yeah he's that was a good choice i liked him as yeah ego. he was he did pretty good he he is what i think of when i try to think of chris pratt's dad you know what i mean the personality yeah. the looks and everything yeah. he did perfectly completely he was a great guy i remember when hearing when he was cast for that part he was going to be the dad uh i was psyched for it yeah. although i had heard they were going to make some changes in who uh who star lord's father was uh, because normally his father's not a planet. His father is like an emperor who is still a jerk. Uh, but <laughs> the, having his father be Ego the Living Planet, I, th I think uh, some of the hardcore fans were upset by that because it was a change from the regular comic books. But for those of us who are only just familiar with the movies, yeah. it worked just fine for me. I thought I had a great time both times I saw the movie. The soundtrack is pretty awesome, too. Yeah. 
not as good as I think as maybe the the songs on the first track. Yeah, soundtrack. Right. Although this one, I love the integration of the songs into the movie that actually, like the song Brandy actually meant something yeah. in the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, the, the little Guardians Inferno with even the video that they released on YouTube, which is also in the Blu-ray. I yeah. love it when David Hasselhoff shows up. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit the soundtrack to the first one was a lot better. Um, not sure why, but I don't. It just worked, I guess. And you made it made you want to listen to those songs after you watched the movie. And at the time, they missed a very big um, merchandising opportunity there with not having anything dancing grouped when the first one came yeah, out. Yeah, there was not a thing you could find with dancing group up until I think it, it took them like three, four months to get something on the market, and it was still kind of crafty you know <laughs> but uh now it's all it's you know it's it's over dude St- let it go but they want to try to tag on to <laughs> that big thing that everybody loved about the first movie and make everything dancing Groot now I and i feel that guardians 2 volume 2 mind you was trying to exploit that they kept him as a kid they said it was more for the story no it was more for the toys, so we can we'll be ready this time when they see Groot dancing. As it looked like a little kid, we're gonna make all the money we can of this, and it didn't really shoot off. It didn't work. They missed that first Disney, opportunity. Disney creating or or utilizing <laughs> characters to make money? No, they never do that. Like in Star Wars, they never no. do that, right? I mean, that's crazy. That's as crazy as them buying yeah. half of a studio or most <laughs> of a studio to get the movies and TV rights. That's not mm. Disney. That's like that's like third Reich stuff, man. <laughs> like, hey, come on, it, it also gave us the greatest, <laughs> greatest movie quotes for the first half of the year. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Oh yeah, I, I'm Mary. I was halfway jumping ahead. Spoiler: I was waiting for Leia to say that. <laughs> wow, yes. I'm Mary Poppins. No, I have seen somebody created like a a fake art of like a a Leia Poppins figure. Like a Star Wars. Oh yeah, I saw, yeah, I saw that. That was pretty funny. I wanted That's to steal good. that. Well, <laughs> but we jumped all the way to December on that one. Yeah, we did. Coming back now to where we're <laughs> back to April. Back to April. But yeah, so Guardians Two was awesome. Okay, I've got a weird thing that I think only Eric and I can talk about, but I threw it in there because it was kind of a big thing. But Eric actually came here to Kansas City, and we had a panel yep. at Planet Comic Con. Uh, which was, you know, I had, I did two panels this year, uh, or this past, well, I guess this year. Uh, but we had one where we focused on Walt Disney's time here in Kansas City with the Laughagram Studios and his childhood home. Uh, had a great time. Uh, got some really great pictures uh, that we posted up on the news page. Uh, did another panel with um, Diz Dads. Um, oh, my brain just went out the window on his name, uh, but from Diz Dads, it's oh, from he, he lives in Kansas, and we taught podcasting, which we do have some big things coming this year for Planet Comic Con. Uh, I think I've got to do some paperwork here before January 10th, but we have been approved for our panel. Uh, I guess we can go ahead and announce that Adrian Ropp is coming to town here. If you live in Kansas City, Planet Comic Con, Adrian Ropp, the uh, the artist that Eric, I guess, has known his entire life. Uh, he's worked at Avalanche. He's worked yeah. with Archie Comics, Underdog, Pink Panther. Uh, I mean, the guy is awesome. He's Rocky good in right, Yeah. Chim Chum. Wow. You got to check out Chim Chum, his own comic, which I'm hoping he's going to bring copies of the book because I want to get a signed copy because I haven't gotten to read the book yet. But I, from what I've seen on his online page, 
It's hilarious. So I really like it. So I'm excited about yeah, that. Yeah, this book comes out in uh, January, so uh, you'll have plenty available when we uh, go to Kansas City this year. Yep, and I believe Planet Comic Con is in February this year. I don't have the specific dates, but we'll be updating you as it comes uh, around. It's the weekend after Valentine's Day. Weekend as, as after my wife Valentine's kindly Day. reminded me when I told her that I was going to Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's about the time that I went to my very first Comic Con related type con. Um, it was the Wizard Wizard World Con in St. Louis this year, earlier this year, and me and the girls went, and we had a blast. Uh, we actually met uh, Yondu himself. It was a really good uh, um, story about that. Is Cena loves, um, good Lord, Mike Rooker yep. loves him. She uh, thinks that uh, his character in Walking Dead is still the best character in The Walking Dead, even though everybody hated him. She loved him. Um, so I'm kind of worried about her a little bit. But anyway, <laughs> she bought a, uh, to get a picture, she didn't want his autograph. She just wanted to get a picture taken with him. And when we got there, his time frame for pictures uh, was over. So she missed it. And she was so oh. upset. And some of the ladies that were working that with him said, come see us when he goes to do an autograph. So we did. We went up to the table. They grabbed us, pulled us right out in front of the line. And we got to sit there and talk. To Michael wow. Ruger for a few minutes. He not only took a picture with her, but with us and every. I, he was so cool, the coolest man. And I've changed my mind about uh, uh, what's his name on Walking Dead. He was Earl Merle Merle. Now it's coming to me. I like Merle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember he was at. Uh, I think the first year I went to Planet Comic Con, he was there and had a little program. And he is a riot. He is so yeah. funny. And such a quick wit. Uh, he's just awesome. I haven't gotten to meet him in person, but I am in a movie with him. Not at the same scene, but I am in a movie called The Next of One Mile. You can I'm an extra sitting there in the background eating a hamburger in one scene, and he's <laughs> in the movie. Uh, I I don't think I've put a link up in my my uh, YouTube, my regular personal YouTube channel. I think I I have favorited the trailer, which you can see me in the trailer for the film. Very so cool. cool independent movie. It's got Jason Ritter in it. Uh, so yeah. I've, <laughs> There you go, big movie star. Woo! <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. We may have to check out Planet Comic Con this year. Uh, so we, cause we had down. so much fun to uh, at the Wizard World Con that, uh, and they said that was a. It was just that wasn't even half of what they usually do. They said it, it was pretty small this year, and I was impressed with what they had. So uh, yeah, we may have to make a little trip to Planet Comic Con, especially if you have a panel. We may have to crash it or something. Oh, yeah. Uh, and wear our Morris Matinee podcast shirts and <laughs> take it over. <laughs> Which uh, I guess well, I'm, I must have already finished my uh, Marceline film because I guess we showed it at Planet Comic Con this year. Because I guess it was Planet Comic Con was, I guess, was April. But uh, I actually have now this year made two documentaries on Walt Disney. Uh, that I've done for university, which are both up on YouTube and everything, and I've gotten pretty good reviews on both of them. So very nice. But yeah, I think I may try to show nice. the next one. Maybe maybe one of the conventions they should bring off. Uh, I think it's too late to probably do any further um, panels than the Adrian Rock one. But at some point, maybe the uh, the second film, I'll I'll try to see if we can get that shown uh, as as part of a thing. Maybe maybe Kansas City Comic Con. We need to have Kay Mallins and Peter Whitehead come down from the museum again. That might be fun. I haven't worked out some details for Kansas City Comic Con, but we'll do something. There you go. Well, I did see that uh, Jim Cummings will be there this year. <gasps> at Kansas City Comic Con? Planet Comic Con. Oh, at Planet Comic Con? 
Okay, well, I'm I'm set. I'm uh, totally awesome. Okay, so I will see if I can uh, talk to him a little bit while we're there. That'll be awesome. So, okay, so that's on my to-do list. Alrighty. Cool. Speaking of conventions, April is also when Star Wars Celebration happened, which I have never gotten to attend. I don't think I'll ever be able to attend because it's so crowded. I don't know if I get a chance to actually do anything while I was there. So I, but I like watching it stream on YouTube. So I'll just sit around and watch the live stream. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's what I did. I watched it all on YouTube, saved a couple thousand dollars and just watched it live on video. Yeah. And, and I bought the, uh, I can't remember who did. I don't know, but I think it was Loot Crate who did a Star Wars celebration mystery box or whatever. And you're supposed to get all these items that are expensive that you can only get at the con. And I'm never going to do that again. The only thing <laughs> I liked that I got was the, uh, the, uh, the medallion from uh, episode four, which was the metal, which was, that was a, uh, um, you know, you know, the lanyard, the lanyard was the, uh, the metal from uh, episode four. So that was about, yeah, the, so they uh, gave it to you instead of Chewy. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, he didn't get a hug either. So <laughs> or a pork at this matter at this time. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Chewy. Poor Chewy. <laughs> well. <laughs> He said, I love the fact, though, that they kicked it off with a retrospective on, you know, the anniversary. And and they looked at the original trilogy. They brought out Kathleen Kennedy and George Lucas to talk about it. Harrison Ford was there, which is, you know, that never happens. No. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I I already know why he was at all these things and was so happy because he knew what was going to happen in the movie. And he would never have to be called to do it again. Mm-hmm. That's why he was so happy. He never wanted to come back, but they said, well, we're going to kill him off this time. I'm there. You know, so I'll never have to do it again. Um, yeah. That's the only reason why you saw Harrison Ford happy about Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> and plus, I think he wanted to be there for trying to remember Carrie Fisher because they did a tribute for Carrie Fisher. John Williams had a little concert. Yeah. Uh, that was nice. Uh, they mainly, I think, had a talk there with Mark Hamill uh, about that. Of course, I think that's also about the time that she had a book that came out, which kind of revealed that Carrie Fisher yeah. and Harrison Ford had had a little uh, something, something going on while filming yeah. the first movie. You want to correct that crap? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, never mind the fact that he was married at the time. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, you know, this is all the, uh, the, when they showed that first teaser. Yes, first teaser for the Last Jedi, which what? really what? it didn't tell us anything much at all. No. I think, I, well, I know less now than I did when I first saw this trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, is this the first time we heard it's time for the Jedi to end? No. Yes. No. Was it? No. I think it may have been. Yeah. I thought that was like maybe the second trailer. Yeah, that that might have been the second trailer. I you know, That original tease, I, I don't know that they really showed a whole lot. Um I think I think though that teaser, that first one, now, now that I'm thinking, is that the one that they actually... Uh, or was it? No, I think it was. A, there was a teaser for uh, D twenty three for Avengers Infinity War that never quite made it online. Anytime somebody had put it posted where they tried to film it, it was pulled really quick. So they, you know, somebody tried to release something, uh, but I don't know. This one might not have made it online. That first tease, I don't know. No, it was on. Teaser was shown online. Yeah. So right, I watched right it at the like same five time times at work. Yeah. I can't remember if that's where we first yeah. heard it was time for the Jedi to end or not. Because I, I know they were really light on it. Hmm. I don't remember any talking in the the first one, really. Yeah. Golly, we, I should have went she back did and the rocks. it. There's one where she, you know, we saw her hand. Yeah. Yeah. And the rocks floated. Yeah. 
and then Kylo or that wasn't the one where he asked what you see. I think that was more third, fourth one. Yeah, that was that the might have been worth. You know, I'm actually uh, looking for it. Huh? First look at the crate in there. We saw yeah. explosion. We saw the Millennium Falcon. We saw the one where we where we heard it. So that was the first one. Yeah. Yeah, and this is about the time I think they made the announcement that the Star Tours was going to get Crate as a uh, new scene by the uh, end of the year. Okay. That announcement might not have come until D23, though. But I know that it did happen. It's possible, but... uh, It's possible. It was a great uh, opportunity. They they introduced us to Kelly Marie Tram, who was playing Rose. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they also announced that uh, Rebel Season Four would be the last see or the last four Rebels. Yeah, which I still haven't watched. I'm still somewhere in Season Three. What? <laughs> I don't have time to watch TV. I kind of envy you because you still got a lot of new Rebel episodes to watch. Where I'm all caught up and I'm ready for the last few that they have that are going to be the final ones. And then it's over for me, but you, you still got a ways to go. So Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I got some of it on DVR. The other ones I think I'm going to have to watch on demand on Google. Uh, Google Fiber has a lot of it still, so I better get after it while I still can. Yeah, you'd better. It's an mm-hmm. excellent show. I love that show. I'm sorry to see it end. But at least they're getting to end it on their own terms and finish the story. Yeah. So uh, that I can appreciate. Yeah, like you know, for anyone like me who's this, I love this show, Chuck. There was a lot of they weren't sure if they were going to get to go any further, so they had a lot of episodes like, well, we could end here if we had to, but oh, we had to go a little bit more, so a few more episodes, and so that's a little wacky there for a while until they knew exactly, yes, this is definitely the time we're going to end. So they were able to wrap things up in a mostly satisfactory way. So. Yeah, the the announcement of Rebels' um, final season. Um, was probably about as bad as hearing about Pandora's opening. <laughs> yeah, we were all freaked out at first, but uh, uh, that actually is coming up in May. We'll talk about that. But we got a few more things, I think, for... No, I guess we've gone up through Star Wars Celebration. I was trying to give you a leeway, man. Come Segway. on. Segway. I missed it. Pandora <laughs> opened, and shockingly, it was amazing, apparently. Uh, we actually did have a guest on the show that had uh, been to Pandora, uh, and so someone that I'd been in a play with like a long time ago had her on, uh, and uh, everybody's just fantastically pleased with what they've done with this. Uh, I'm actually excited to check it out. I've never seen the movie. I don't really care to see it. I've heard it's how. Never mind. You know, I'm not really interested in the film at all. But I am interested in the experience that it would have. And now that Disney owns Fox, they kind of really own the whole thing now. Uh, so. Uh, I, I definitely want to check it out because it's definitely something to be experienced. And, and it's something I was even saying that even if you're not a fan of Avatar, you know, when Disney puts their efforts into making something, it's going to be amazing and you're going to enjoy it regardless. Right. And I turn out to be right. Yeah. It, it, I haven't seen I haven't seen actually too many pictures of it. I've, I checked it out when it first opened and pictures here and there. Uh, listened to a couple of podcasts talking about the rides and that's probably about I would go to Animal Kingdom to ride Pandora rides but then I'm getting the heck out of there I, I Animal Kingdom's like my least likable park I don't know something about animals and a park based off of animals I just don't care it's not like I'm a humanitarian I'm saying let the animals go or no I could really care less you know I just I'm bored with it so the only reason I would go to Animal Kingdom now is to see Pandora and to see how awesome it is and 
that's it. That's the only reason I'll go. You don't want to see the Disco Yeti? No, not really. No. Oh, but that's a great roller coaster. Uh, and in fact, they just recently announced that the Wings of Wonder show is going to get a reformat to be an up show to where they're still going to show the birds. But now they're going to use uh, the characters from up uh, Carl Fredrickson and uh, I forgot the kid's name uh, are going to come <laughs> out and show you the birds. So it'll be a character themed type of show, which I would like to check that out. I am kind of an animal lover. I married a biology teacher, so. Uh, and I love the safari ride over there. It's, it's so much fun and uh, very interesting. Um, I have a video of this on, I think, both my personal YouTube channel and on the Neverland channel. I think I've got some of the video up. Uh, it's not great quality video, but, you know, it's back in 2009 and I was working with the camera that I had at the time. So, But I really enjoyed it. Tim, have you ever been over to check that out? I haven't been to Disney World since 99. Again, the year 99 comes up. So that's when I moved well, you're from partying like it's 99, right? That's when I moved from Florida to, you know, to the West Coast. He was afraid the Y2K was going to take Disney down. <laughs> so we never went back. <laughs> Fled the Y2K. <laughs> All right. Another weird thing I have listed here on May, other than we actually on May 24th hit the 40th anniversary of Star Wars, which overshadowed completely that on May 26th, I turned 40 as well. Uh, but <laughs> a weird thing that happened on May 26th, that uh, uh, and, and Tim actually on our October episode when when Tim and Gary came on we were talking about some of our Halloween music he actually explained what the uh, the heck they are saying on Friday the Thirteenth when they're spooking you out but they actually released this game and I had to bring it up mainly because the significance of this this was a Kickstarter game that was in development and they managed to get the licensing to actually theme it as a Friday the Thirteenth game and this is a I, uh, this is a kind of a monumental thing i mean this is this, this launched so big they kept crashing their servers they had all kinds of things and to think yes this was a kickstarter project that actually launched a video game and they did so, so well i mean this this game is my favorite game the last maybe like five years i love this game yeah i even bought this game when it came out and i like it yeah. i don't i don't play as much as i should but i played it quite a few times and I can tell you, I'll I will never make a good serial killer because I <laughs> I just can't do it. It just I'm bad at it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would want to play uh, already with the uh, um, you know with it being Jason because I I don't have it in me to just go around and slaughter all the other players. So <laughs> oh, that's the fun part. I just I just I'm pretty bad at it. I suck yeah. at it. So. But yeah, this is the only way really we could I could mention the game because it's not really something we would do in Neverland because it's definitely more uh, adult and not family friendly type of game. Uh, but the significance of its release and being a Kickstarter project that actually got out there was pretty significant. And I'm wondering what this could mean. I mean, they're independent games. I think got a lot more respect because you have the uh, what is it? Uh, Cuphead, oh, which yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I wanted to get that game, but I would rather sit there and watch yeah. it than yeah. play it. Yeah, I can right. see that. I it's only, so it's only 16 bucks right now. But it looks gorgeous. It looks like yeah. a 1930s cartoon, and I, you almost expect Mickey Mouse to come out. Yeah. I oh. love the look at this game. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I would rather fall asleep watching that at night than trying to play it during the day. It's right. just not, I just don't want to play. I just want to watch it. It's, it's beautiful. Yes, it is. And I hope it is the beginning of more games in that type of thing. We're getting that nice hand-drawn animation yes. characters like that. Yeah. Like we used to get with some of the old Capcom games and stuff like that. Or or like the Aladdin on Sega Genesis where you had the nice Disney hand-drawn 
characters. Oh, they looked fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And some of Epic Mickey kind of looked like yeah. that, too. Yes. Parts of it. Yes. Oh, and I loved it. I love it. I love it. More. Yeah. Give me a Mickey Mouse game that looks like Cuphead. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> I don't care what they price it. I will buy it. Don't say that. <laughs> yeah, I know. They'll do it. <laughs> they, have a, they have a pop figure of the Cupheads I, I saw. Oh, cool. There's a pop figure for everything. I think my mom has a pop figure. <laughs> <laughs> they actually did make one of James Gunn. I remember he tweeted it out. They made it like a limited edition James Gunn figure. So <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know, James Gunn is the one who's been writing, directing those Guardians of the Galaxies film. So yeah, I, wonder, I wonder if uh, there's any pops for Tooncast. The Mighty Marvel Tooncast needs... Well, the Neverland podcast needs some pop figures too. So that would, you know, that would actually be an awesome idea to be able to design a figure or have yourself turn into a figure, and you know, you pay some extra money for like a custom, you know, pop figure of yourself yeah. to get made. Yeah, I would totally do that. That would be that, awesome. That would be the thing. That would be like what you do at Disney World. Uh, yeah, I, I have this. I don't know if you guys can see this of myself. It's kind of a pop-looking <laughs> thing. <laughs> How did you get that made? It's a website from like five years ago that I found. I, I totally forget what it was called, though. And it wasn't bad. I think it was like 25 bucks or something like that. That's not bad at all. Well, I think if you go to... Uh, What's that? Yeah, well, if you can get those mass-produced to be able to sell them. Yeah, I know. Them, and the, the, no, the, awesome. the ears are actually a Barbie Mickey Mouse ears from the 80s that my wife had. So I glued <laughs> that on myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I'd love to get myself as a stormtrooper like they did years ago. Oh, I remember that. Out. Yeah, I remember that. That would have been cool. Or the carbonite. You get yourself in carbonite. Either one of those would have been well, cool. If you don't, if you don't already know, um, Funko actually has a uh, brick and mortar store in Seattle that you can go to, and you can, uh, from what I understand, create your own pop vinyl. Cool. Really? Now, if only I lived in Seattle. I'm about yeah, seven hours away. I used to live near it, but not anymore. <laughs> Well, uh, speaking of the Mighty Marvel Tooncast, we got it relaunched in June uh, where I managed to, I had to fix the feed. And so uh, I, I released all the episodes actually in the main Neverland podcast feed. So that was a significant thing in June because we finally got it going. We're just not consistent in putting out episodes. So I'm blaming Tim because he's he's got a hold of that whole well, when you Well, when you have three kids, a full-time job, a okay, podcast. Sure. Blame the kids. You know. There's no, a lot when of you have a podcast. <laughs> you have to put episodes out <laughs> regularly. <clears throat> yeah, Mortis Matinee. When was the last episode of that? Shut you up. have a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I do have a show to upload. I just haven't edited it yet. So, okay. You know. That's kind of where we're at, too. We, we recorded a pretty cool Hulk episode. It's just not edited and out yet. So, yeah. That's and then eventually, hopefully, we'll get a chance to record some more. So. <laughs> But the Summer of Heroes began in June uh, at the Disney Parks, which also saw the opening now of the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Right. Which went gangbusters. People went mad for this. Yeah, it had like, when I was there, it was like a three-hour wait. And the Fast Passes were pretty sold out really quickly, which luckily I was there 20 minutes before the park opened, so we were right up front just to get our Fast Pass. So we got on, and it's a great ride. I love it. I thought you hadn't been to a Disney park since 99. No, I haven't been to Disney That's World. Disney I've been to Disneyland at least twice a year. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, because he got to go to D23, too. Yeah. <laughs> Which we'll talk about that in a little bit. 
Yeah, I uh, had a good year. I was a fan. <laughs> I was a fan of uh, Tower of Terror, but yeah. I absolutely love Mission Breakout. Yeah. It's it, it's different. It, I mean, I, I miss, like I said, I miss the theming of Tower of Terror. I think it was a cooler theme on the inside and outside. But the ride itself is more fun, at least yes. versus the uh, Disneyland version, at least. Mm-hmm. The way that I've been able to get my kids to go on it, they, they never wanted to go on Tower of Terror. Mission Breakout for that reason. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, instead of being spooky and scary, yeah. it's it's fun. You've got music playing as you're going up and down. You're going in time with the music. Yeah. And you're seeing all of this action going on on the screens uh, when the doors open. Beasts and, uh, you know, you've got Rocket kicking around a little, or not Rocket, you've got Groot kicking around a little aliens and you've got Drax fighting big ones and you know, they, they bring the Milano in, and, you know, it, it, it's fun. It's, I will ride it eventually. It's very odd to see a mo- a ride um, be as good. People talk so good about it based off where it's at and what it took to replace of. Because Tower of Terror was a ride where they had, and they built a building around to make that ride possible. Where the Guardians mm-hmm. is, they had to take the building, and they had to make a ride based off of how the building was. So they were kind of limited on the story-wise to do that. And now if they had it where they could build it from scratch, then it may have been even 10 times better. Yeah. But, uh, kudos for the engineers and the Imagineers who uh, were able to accomplish making a ride based off a building that they were trying to put it inside. And they did it in so, a matter of months, too, which is yeah, astonishing. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Yes. That is just totally crazy. Of course, you got to figure most of it, what projection and stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and yeah. we'll when we get to D twenty three, I think that's when they did announce that the Guardians of the Galaxy will have an experience uh, taking. I guess it's taking the place of the Universe of Energy, where that is now shut down. Uh, but a new Guardians of the Galaxy experience, where it's going to be kind of an in space and somewhat educational about space travel. <laughs> and they even connected that where Star Lord, as a child, visited Epcot, and it was his favorite park. Oh, help from, us. from what I hear, it's <laughs> going to involve a, a roller coaster. So. Roller coaster. Let's uh, let's go for it. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Disney hasn't had a lot of those that closed down a lot, so why not do another but, one? So the Summer of let's Heroes, though, huge had Yeti inside <laughs> of it. Yeah, <laughs> and, or a great purple dragon. <laughs> but the, the, the Summer of Heroes, though, had an Avengers training initiative that was kind of a replacement for the Jedi training experience. Uh, had a lot of meet and greets, a lot of photo pass type of things with Black Widow uh, and Hawkeye would mentor some of the young heroes. I remember seeing Black Widow actually riding out on like a caravan. Uh, there were some videos of that where she came out. And so they had a lot of different things going on with a lot of Marvel characters. The Guardians were outside of the mission breakout doing a lot of meet and greet stuff. Uh, a lot, a lot of fun stuff going on all this summer. Unfortunately, I never got to go to see any of it myself. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm sure they'll do something like this again. It was almost like they did a Summer of Heroes to kind of be a replacement for the uh, Star Wars weekends that don't happen anymore because now Star Wars is just going to be a regular presence. Uh, although they, there's a Galactic Knights that's been going on this month, which we'll get to here later. So, but yeah. Well, and, and I'm not sure, you know, I don't know how much uh, they were doing in Florida, but uh, in California, the uh, Avengers training was very much like uh, the Jedi training, where they get uh, a group of kids to come out and learn to train. It didn't replace the Jedi uh, training. That still goes on over in Disneyland in Tomorrowland, place in the DCA backlot area. I've set up there, but uh, from what I saw, it wasn't as good as the Jedi training. Um, 
but uh, you also had opportunities to get photographs with Captain America and some uh, in a red and blue suit. Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next thing I have listed here is the Entertainment Weekly released photos taken from the set of the upcoming Emily Blunt as Mary Poppins and Mary Poppins Returns, which... If that was already frightening enough that they're trying to make a sequel to Mary Poppins, uh, having Meryl Streep in it knocks me right out. I have been me against too. Meryl Streep ever since she ran her mouth on Walt Disney uh, like a year or so ago, saying a lot of falsehoods, which unfortunately a lot of people believe these myths, uh, which Jim Corcus actually has recently released a book dispelling a lot of the stupid myths that say that he was an anti-Semite racist who hated women and all kinds of stuff. But uh, Meryl Streep, I think, said too much, and I... I I get sick looking at her. I can't believe she's still allowed to be in Disney films after saying all this stuff about Walt. Uh, I'm sorry. I can't. If you put her in a movie, I'm not going to go. Yeah. So yes, especially I, Mary, pa- Mary Poppins. I love the original. Yeah. Uh, I'm afraid of what you could mess up trying to make a sequel. Yeah. I, I don't see why they even have to remake Mary Poppins. There's a lot of movies that they try to remake. that I don't see why they need to. Well, it's like, not a remake. It's a sequel. It's supposed awesome. to be coming back to the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes you make a movie so perfect that you really shouldn't make a sequel or anything like that. You should just leave it well enough alone. Yeah, they need to take the lesson from Back to the Future. They that they could have made so much more money to keep it going after the third, but yep. so far they've left it alone so far. Yep. That's because the Mechas has said that he's not gonna allow another one until he's dead. So <laughs> Right. Yeah. When you make it well, perfect, thank goodness yeah, we've got a Back to the Future comic book series to expand on. Yes, that. yes, yeah. <laughs> and don't forget the cartoons. Right. <laughs> Can't we? And we'll see what happens when Bill and Ted finally make that return, because that was announced this year. Uh, I'm excited for that, though, oh, man. Yeah. I'm super excited for that one. Yeah, that could actually be fun. I I'd think like so. to see them try to do that again. Yeah. Especially now knowing... Especially since Keanu Reeves wants us to take him seriously yeah. with all the movies he's done since yeah. then, though, he's got to go back into Ted mode. Uh, it's going to be so fun, <laughs> I think. Has anyone seen this meme going around with uh, Keanu Reeves, Reeves' face? Yeah. I, I, is it real? I mean, it doesn't look. It looks like the same picture. Just yeah. about, but you can tell there's a, a few slight differences. Huh. Yeah, but he does look. Adam Driver does look like uh, like him a little bit. If you look at, it. yeah, it, he does. I have to admit, I was surprised. I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, people say I look like uh, um, Bruce Willis, but you know, I don't say. That. I, I, I don't I see it either. <laughs> the thing that's been going on the rounds is uh, people are saying that uh, 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 who plays Bucky, the Winter Soldier, uh, looks a lot like Mark Hamill did. Yeah, I've heard that I, too, but I don't see it. I don't see that at all either. I just can't see it. Maybe after his car wreck or something, maybe. But I keep wanting to think his number is Sebastian Shaw. <laughs> that's what his name is. Yeah. No. no. Sebastian Shaw was the. Uh, Played Darth Vader in oh, Return of the Jedi. I'm pretty sure his name is Sebastian. Oh, dang it! Now we got to look it up. <laughs> and this is what it looks like when I'm going on Google, and I actually just typed the word Google in my search engine. <laughs> oh my goodness! Sebastian Stan. Yep, Sebastian. Right? I was right. Yeah, Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Shaw. Well, I was I was thinking Star Wars. <laughs> there you go. Can't go there wrong go. there. There you go. Any mistakes about Star Wars in this world? Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, so let's see, where are we at on here? Oh yes, uh, some more some more sad news. I guess we can dive into is Glenn Headley passed away in June. Uh, she, I, I mean, there's a lot of roles I know she did, but we're always gonna, for the Disney sake of it, remember her as Tess Trueheart in the Dick Tracy film from the '90s. For me, it's uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. That's my favorite of hers. I still haven't seen that movie. It's amazing. Amazing. I need to watch it. I know. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, uh, go ahead, go watch it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Chewbacca will take over my part now. <laughs> Looks about the same. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit better, actually. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Wow. <laughs> you don't need to see You don't need to see my identification. <laughs> go about your business. Go about your business. <laughs> Look, sir, Troy. Oh, he does the same move along, unfortunately. You will reveal the next well, Spider-Man we game. <laughs> yeah, let's move along. <laughs> so, uh, oh yes, the E3 happened. And the only thing I know that happened at E3 was they did a reveal of the PlayStation exclusive Spider-Man game. And I got to say, story-wise, I'm not sure about it, but the gameplay really looks awesome. So, story, it's I don't fantastic. know what to expect because they consulted Dan Slott a little too much. Uh, yeah, I... I'm really the, looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm going to play the heck out of the thing. I guarantee it. Just because the gameplay looks great. I, I mean, even if the story is terrible, I'm sure the game is going to be fun. <laughs> what, the story for a Spider-Man game be bad? <laughs> has yeah, that, is that a thing? <laughs> See, what, I was I was perfectly sold on it. This is supposed to be an alternate reality, an alternate universe. Uh, they, they've redesigned to give him a different suit that actually looks kind of cool. And it is a, uh, a Spider-Man who's like early 20s. He's been Spider-Man for a while since he was a teenager. And I was all on board. But then I watched some video where they were talking about it. And Dan Slott was in that video a lot talking about his influence. And the only influence I've seen is, you know, Mr. Negative, which is actually an interesting villain. Uh, but he seems to be the, the big bad of the game. I'm hoping this will be like other Spider-Man games where you get multiple villains that you can fight with throughout the, the course of the game. Uh, but that... I know having Dan Slott's involvement always makes me cringe a little bit, uh, but the gameplay looks fantastic, and I'm still going to play the heck out of this thing. Nah, not me. Good luck. <laughs> me either. Although I heard something about another Batman Arkham game that they might actually make another one, so that would be something you'd be interested in, because it's Batman. Oh, yeah. Because he's Batman. He's Batman. Exactly. Because Wolverine. Just had to throw that in there. See, if you listen to the Mighty Marvel 2 cast, you're <laughs> laughing at that right there. See, that's, that's why I'm not laughing. You got to listen to the show. Tim and I are rocking the old X-Men, Spider-Man from the 90s. If you have not checked it out, Mighty Marvel 2 cast, marvel.neverlandpodcast.com. Or just now we'd have to your feed. It shows up. I would have to skip over something, but since we're talking about Batman. Wonder Woman? Awesome. <laughs> yes, the Wonder Woman film came out in June, and holy crap, this knocked my socks off. Yeah. I think he's more talking about Adam West. <laughs> oh, well, I was yes. going to, I was following my list because if we skip ahead, we're going to drop something and not get to it. We got to talk Wonder Woman because holy crap, was that an awesome movie. Yeah, it was good. I, yeah. I, I have been waiting oh, yeah. for a Wonder Woman movie since I was five years old. And because Jeremy knows yeah. how much I love Wonder Woman. And oh, it's, yeah. I, it's been, um, I, I, uh, I can't say enough good things about it. And uh, I just wish like Linda Carter did like a cameo. That's my complaint yeah, about it. Good. Probably in the second one. Yeah. Yeah, I used to spin around in my grandpa's <laughs> kitchen trying to turn into Wonder Woman when I was about oh, six, seven years old. I did the same exact thing. I used <laughs> I used to uh, put um, styrofoam cups around my wrist, and I would I would spin around in circles. 
Yeah, I got a bump on the head from a stove <laughs> doing that too. <laughs> I didn't turn into Wonder Woman. <laughs> I hope somebody has photos of you, Tim, with your styrofoam. I don't think on. so. I don't think so. <laughs> we took some yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> That would be awesome. Uh, we seem to have lost Mortis's uh, camera, by the way. So he's a, a symbol now. No, he's still here. Well, we hear you, but we I can't see you anymore. That's because I said I didn't want you to see me. You didn't oh. want to see what I was doing. He's dressing he's into Wonder Woman. Woman. He's more machine now. <laughs> Wonder Woman costume. Yeah. He's spinning around, smacking his head. I can't spin in my chair. It doesn't work. Well, I can't wear my Supergirl underoos and Wonder Woman costume at the same time, people. That's true. That's true. Oh. That's blasphemous. Oh, my. So, yeah, this was the the first really, really good DC film we've had since, uh, say, The Dark Knight. Yeah. 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 If you're, if you're not counting, well, I guess if you're counting just the DC universe. Right. Only yeah. the DC universe. The Dark Knight was the only other film that I was really enjoyed as much as I enjoyed like Wonder Woman. Yeah. So it's been a while since they've had one that really just I was excited about it, even after I saw it. And ah, it was See, such I, a great. Film. I'm weird. I actually look forward to the DC movies, even though they're not usually good, because I, I'm, I like the DC comics better and the characters better than Marvel. And to me, the Marvel movies have gotten so similar because they're trying to you know make one universe and to me it's yeah. like one giant movie that i'm kind of getting tired of and dc i guess i like it because you never know what you're going to get i know what you're going to get if Zack snyder's involved it's going to be crap <laughs> and you know why marvel movies are similar because they're all awesome well i don't know comedy is getting the same the uh, i don't know I, I still like them i really do still like them but i just don't see them in the theater anymore oh uh, so you didn't see thor ragnarok not yet no Oh, you totally got to see this one because it was very different from the other Thor movies. I like the first two Thor movies, though. I like the first two. It was more of a comedy than it was. That's why I'm not sure if I'm going to enjoy it or not. Uh, If you've enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy, I think you'll enjoy Thor. Yes, but okay. Well, I'll I'll spoil my my Star Wars review a little right now. They put too much comedy in their movies to make it look more like Guardians. To me, Star Wars felt like Guardians. I I still liked it. I still liked it. A little bit of beginning. I still liked it, but it was too much of a parody of Star Wars. Yeah. But I'll talk about that later. Yeah, because Return of the Jedi was really funny too. So yeah, but just not. It happened, and that's why it's the least favorite in the trilogy. <laughs> it's my this is my number two. Empire is my number three. What? Oh yeah, but I generally go to the first one because it launched the whole thing. Yeah, so man. that's my, always my number one. And Return Return of the Jedi really has the payoff from everything in Empire. Empire is such a downer, really. It's a great film, but it's such a downer, and I cannot watch it without immediately watching Return of the Jedi because it ends on such a bad note. But the, the nice thing is really Return of the Jedi gives you the full range that makes Empire awesome, where you get more of the motivations of Darth Vader, where you understand him looking for Luke was really because he did want his son back. And it's really Return of the Jedi, you start to get more of that impression. So when you watch Return of the Jedi and then come back and watch Empire, you get a whole different experience. You know what a big downer was in May, Adam West. There we go. We're back on track. <laughs> Adam West passed away right after Wonder Woman was this great high note. Then suddenly DC has a big loss. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big loss, too. Uh, did, even though he was pretty old, I didn't see that one coming anytime soon. Yeah. As active as he was. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the nice thing is the last thing he got to do was record that uh, Batman Two Face uh, animated DVD uh, yes, thing. Yeah. Which have you all gotten to see that? I haven't seen it. No. Yet, no. It's actually really good. Uh, Lost Boy Philip got it, and I so I borrowed it from him. Uh, and it's just fun because we, when we were kids, and even in our adult lives, we always thought it'd be fun if Adam West and William Shatner had done something together yeah. at some point because they're so similar in their acting style. It'd have been great. And so finally to have in some fashion, even though you don't see them, you know, having them voicing an animated character and having them sharing the screen in their own fashion was just a dream come true. Uh, so I really, really enjoyed it. And it was, of course, it's based around the 1966 series. All this cartoon. It's the second one they've done. Uh, unfortunately, they won't be able to do any more, I guess. It won't be the same without Adam West. But it is really good. I highly rec- excuse me, recommend both Return of the Dark Knight and the Two-Face. Mm, I'm hiccuping on my water. Pardon me. <laughs> oh, so good. So I'm really glad they got a chance to do that before he was he passed away. Yeah. But... Uh... Too bad he didn't get to see Cars 3 before he passed. <laughs> There's a segue for you. <laughs> Cars 3, I actually got to have some fun this year because there was this, uh, uh, what do they call it, the Race of the Championship tour where they took some of the uh, Cars characters from Cars 3 in a, in a truck and they had a little scene. They were showing a scene from it inside the truck, but it was touring around and it made a stop at Union Station in Kansas City and I was able to attend. The funny thing is, they spoiled the ending of the movie because they had the the new the new character. I cannot think of her name, with the Dinoco paint job. Oh no! <laughs> and when I saw the movie and Cruz saw Ramirez. that she didn't have it, yeah, there you go, Cruz Ramirez. When I saw the movie and saw it at the beginning, I said, oh, "Wait a minute, she doesn't have that paint job." So I'm like, "So at what point is she going to get the Dinoco paint job?" And I saw it was slowly working its way to her being the racer. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm probably spoiling the film a little bit for <laughs> if anyone hasn't seen it. So I haven't seen it there, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah, okay, but they spoiled the ending on the tour. And I, but it's a good movie. I probably won't see it, so that's all right. Yeah. You probably won't. Well, you didn't like any of the Cars films. I liked the first one. Second one was garbage, but. I hear the third one. I heard the third one is a thousand times better and is the true sequel to the first one. It feels like it, at least. Yeah, in a lot of ways, because it does kind of continue Lightning McQueen's story, because the second one was more of a Mater story. I hate it when Disney or any other character makes the dumb sidekick the lead role in the next movie. I hate it when they do that. I like Mater, though, but Mm, not me. I was okay with the second one. I had fun with it. It was it was different. Sure was. was different. I agree. I didn't care for the second one. Yeah. I think I've only watched it all the way through one time, but it was fun the first time. I don't know. Maybe a second viewing, I wouldn't like it as much. But I mean, if you enjoy Mater, I mean, I don't hate Mater, but I just hate it when they make them the main character. Yeah. Kind of like Finding Dory. Didn't like that one. It, I bet that it was good. I, I did enjoy it. Yeah. But I didn't love as much as the first one. But she, I don't know. She's not as dumb as Mater, I guess. I don't know. And she just has a memory problem. Yeah. So. And she wasn't really the primary character in Finding Dory either. I mean, she was a main character, but she there was more of an ensemble of, of main characters. Uh, yeah, you kind of sort of look at it that way. Yeah. You had a lot of new fun characters in Finding Dory. Which, yeah. That wasn't that sh- this year, was it? No, I think I it was the year before, year. yeah. Yeah. I think I just was thinking because I think it was this year that they released a Disney Infinity set or uh, something. I remember I was playing it this year because was this year the end of Disney Infinity? Was that this yes, year? Yes, it yeah, was. Right? Last year. Was it last it year? It was at the end of last year. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, I'm still just feeling the sadness of it here in uh, in 2017. So whenever I'm feeling sad, what you really need to do is see Bambi's mother get shot. Yes. <laughs> in high definition Damn. Blu-ray. 
<laughs> so every time this movie comes up, we have to end up talking about the childhood trauma caused by the death of Bambi's mother. Oh, why <laughs> venison tastes great? Actually, I had venison meatballs this uh, this past Christmas. So. <laughs> yeah, deer meat's good. I just love the way that uh, they made fun of this on uh, Animaniacs, and they had Bumby's mother uh, on a snappy squirrel. <laughs> Bumby! I loved it. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, oh. so Bambi came out on Blu-ray. I was pretty excited about that. It had some pretty good behind-the-scenes, even... Uh, all the different things, the like the effects animators. I think I've learned to really appreciate effects animators even more uh, after you know talking with Patty Parasa at Toon Fest, which has come up later, because uh, she was did a lot of effects animation uh, back in the '80s and stuff like that. Uh, but seeing the effort that they went into to that rainstorm scene, where they actually went and uh, had a camera and they laid down in rain so they could see what it looked like, just for one shot in Bambi where the rain is coming down at that sort of angle just to see what it would look like so they could animate it properly and i mean really it's a beautiful film and it's completely different from the book there is a book of bambi but it reads like a a nature documentary Mm -hmm. uh and it doesn't have as much of the story i mean it's it's got story to it but it's not as much the story of what the film version of bambi is which is almost completely different uh but i was really excited for this blu-ray release because i do love that movie uh, I don't think Heather's going to watch it much because of the Bambi's mother bit, but you know, I was not traumatized that because I didn't see it when I was a small child, I guess. Yeah, I love Bambi. And it could have been much worse. I mean, the animators wanted to show Bambi's mom get shot, and Walt, yeah. and Walt changed it to, you know, just hearing it and seeing the birds and everything. But yeah, uh, I love Bambi. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Walt was very smart, and it's a very Hitchcockian move. It's yeah. like the, let your mind fill it in. It can be more dramatic than what you actually see. Which even worked in the Jaws film. Yeah. So, and if you, you wa- don't see, it can be. And if you want fake. to, check out my interview with Donnie Dunnigan, who's the voice of young Bambi on my podcast. So, there you go. Little plug there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Was that was just this year, wasn't it? No, that was uh, last year. Last, last October. Year? Okay, I know it was recent. <laughs> yeah. I, remember, I yeah. remember hearing that. Stupid 2016 keeping in the conversations. <laughs> 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 that year just will not go away. Uh, oh, this was just kind of a side bit that I, I I had found on my Twitter feed that Mark Hamill actually they announced. I don't know if they've actually got the street signs changed. They probably have by now. But they announced in San Diego that they were going to have a, a street named after Mark Hamill. It's like one of those honorary type of things where you know they have that in Kansas City where they have like a like 31st Street and the honorary blah 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 blah, blah name or something like that. Uh, so apparently that's what they're doing in San Diego. But Mark Hamill is going to have streets. That's cool. Yeah. So they can drive through Mark Hamill. <laughs> yeah, you can run yeah, him over. A nice little ceremony that they had. Uh, a lot of his family still live in uh, San Diego. They were able to be there and attend it with them. And uh, it, it was, yeah. I hope they got backup. Uh, connect with fans. Yeah. They have backup street signs because you know that thing's going to get stolen quite a few times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Indeed it will. But while we're in the realm of Star Wars, so. Uh, Alden Ehrenreich, I don't know if I'm saying his name right at all, uh, but I guess his Han Solo performance wasn't looking good to Lucasfilm. And about this time, this is when when Ron Howard was going to take over and direct the film. And the funny thing is, at the time, he said, well, I think we still got a lot of good footage. But here I'm, I'm, I'm hearing recently, now that they've wrapped shooting, they actually pretty much reshot the entire film uh, and hopefully did something better with his performance where he seems more like Han Solo. And I'm completely confident in Ron Howard after seeing what he did with stuff like Willow, this yeah. type of material, a Lucas style of property. I think he can handle it. It'll be great because I love the film Willow. Yeah, I, I'm uh, 
pretty okay with him taking over the reins on Solo. I, what I really hope is uh, when the Blu-ray comes out that they have uh, any of that footage yeah. that was the reason why they wanted to go a different direction. I'd love to see that footage after I see the movie, of course. I don't know. I think you could probably just sit and watch that movie in the room and get the same result. <laughs> yeah. I'm never going to watch that movie. I'm never going to watch this disaster artist film that's about it. Oh, I don't seriously. Know it looks so it. good, though. I, lo- I love the room. I met Tommy Wiseau at, the, at uh, Stanley's Comic-Con. Nicest guy in the world. Well, I'm sure he might be a nice guy, but I'm not up to torturing myself by watching yeah, it. It's a bad, it's, it's, loner, like, it's, so bad. It's a bad movie, but I had to get it on well, Blu-ray. I did not watch that movie. I, I did, did not. not. <laughs> oh, oh, hi, Mark. Derek. Oh. <laughs> yeah i'm sorry i can't i'm not gonna i can't sit through that it's sort of like rocky horror the only reason why it was popular because it's so bad and i've actually sat and just watched the movie and it's terrible <laughs> but people like to make fun of it so and that's kind of what what happened with the room but uh yeah so that might so, be what's like trying to watch this guy be Han solo do you, do you think it's a movie that you want to come home to what the room or the Han solo Wait. Well, either of them. You know, is it a movie that really is? Is it going to oh. be a homecoming movie for you? Segway <laughs> to another not that great movie. What? I liked Homecoming. I didn't. What? Spider-Man: Homecoming. So, I and I've. I mean, it's it's okay for a movie for a teen comedy. It's a good teen comedy oh, for a more... Spider-Man movie. I don't know where they pull these characters from because they are not the characters that I know and love from the comics. Other than Peter Parker was. Pretty well, we've close seen those characters that we know and love for five other movies. Yeah, and, and I mean, if you want to get some different characters from Spider-Man's world, that's fine. But I don't. And although his his buddy turning uh, Ned into his, like his best friend, I love. I enjoyed the character. I mean, the characters were enjoyable, except for Michelle. I couldn't stand her. And when they did that MJ thing at the end, I was hacked at that. <laughs> uh, and they did a great job because Michael Keaton is awesome as a vulture. There's so many good things about it, but somehow or another putting it all together. The, I liked it more the first time than I when I watched it the second time. Second time, it bothered me even more, the things that they messed with, because I thought Liz was Liz Allen. I guess it's not. Uh, so I'm... The, the all the characters what I was expecting them to be of what I you know like like seeing old friends it's like walking into a room with your old friends and they're all turn out to be they're they're complete strangers is what that movie felt like uh, none of the side characters really were who I who they should have been at all I mean we had a Flash Thompson that was shorter than Peter Parker oh and he's on the academic team yeah not the that, high school quarterback that was that was kid? weird I agree with you that was weird I I just oh it drove me it's crazy that is replacing. Uh, uh, it's almost as bad as replacing uh, Peter Quill's dad, Jason of Spartax, with Ego the Living Planet. But I'm not a Guardians comic book fan, so I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> but and it also really bothered me, and they're doing it for a joke, that, okay, you have this shot where he's changed to Spider-Man, and he needs to web-sling, and he needs to get back into town, and he jumps out there, and then we turn around and see that there's nothing in front of him to sling from because he's in the suburbs. But wait a minute. Shouldn't he have been able to see what we were seeing in the joke shot that there was nothing to swing from? Why did he even bother? I, oh, there's so much about that movie that drives me crazy. Man, I showed you the screenshot. I showed you the screenshot from Amazing. It happened. I don't remember what, so what screenshot you showed me, but but it drove me crazy. Uh, from like uh, Amazing Spider-Man, then or other does not like being in the suburbs for that reason. Yeah, because it's hard to swing, but but I can't understand why he would fling a web out when he can clearly see there's nothing to swing from. So, he's a neighborhood Spider-Man, but just not your neighborhood 
not that yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> he can't be in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. He needs no. to be in Brooklyn, yeah. in Queens, where he belongs. You know? live in a, in a tall story neighborhood, then, mm-hmm. then he's your Spider-Man. But, but you yeah. have to reveal, you have to, you have to admit though that reveal at the end about Michael Keaton's character, I didn't see that coming. I saw it what, coming as he was dead. As I, we yeah. just spoiled it now, I bet didn't we? <laughs> as he's walking in the door, I actually, I actually assume it's going to happen. But they only did that really so they could make it personal because that's part of what Spider-Man, you know, how it, uh, every villain is somehow or another, it's, it's, it's personal in some fashion. So I can see why they would do that. But it also was like, oh, so this isn't Liz Allen. This is Liz Toombs then. So this is completely not the character we thought she was. Okay, we'll yeah. just roll with that then. It's yeah. like I was expecting Harry Osborne to show up and he is going to be like homeless or something. Some homeless kid off the street, you know, just so he's the complete opposite of what we expect him to be. You know, <sighs> well, hopefully Spider-Man will be able to help us uh, when he travels to, to Paris um, and they redo that new auction scene at Pirates, uh. which is just a, a disgrace. So, oh, yeah, I'll go from one bad <laughs> thing to another because... <laughs> Yes, the redhead is now auctioning off or guarding the goods instead of being on the auction block because some people might be offended at the human trafficking element as if these aren't pirates who do yeah, bad things. These are these are pirates. It, the whole ride, they're they're stealing, they're burning down the village. And but this one scene is bad, guys. It's bad. We have to remember. We can it. drown the mayor all we yes. want, but you yes, can't no, auction off the no. women. We can kill all each I can other. say is, we want the redhead. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> the so Paris has changed, and the, the fear is, and the rumor is, that this will be happening here stateside as oh, it well, will. and it will. Uh, there's going to be backlash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I said goodbye to her two weeks ago when I was there last, because I know I'm not going to see her again. I'll see her again, but not in the same same, same way. Yeah. And all because some people might be, there's... I could, I could comment on the entire world as things that get oh, changed yeah. because somebody might be offended. Oh, yeah. There's even this really great article I read this week of how the kids are, are so sheltered, so protected that and that might be why we've had problems with The Last Jedi. Kids now are so protected because we're so afraid somebody might get offended that they they don't even know what failure's like and they're not able to learn from failure and deal with their own problems. So now The Last Jedi, and it deals a lot with failure, and now they, they just can't deal with that. That might be one of the problems that people are having with the film. I mean, but I, the really good article, I, I'm not going to link it here. It's too serious. But that's the thing. We're so worried about offending somebody that we don't allow people to just be able to learn to deal with it and be able to grow a little tougher skin and just like, okay, well, that I, I didn't like it, but that's okay. Yeah. For And now there's no conflict resolution people can have with each other. Just, well, you offended me, so you're evil. You know, no, actually, you just probably just disagreed on something. Maybe you need to have a conversation. But, okay, rant done. There you go. To erase our history is yeah. just making it a better chance of us repeating it later. Yeah. Oh. But something else that was kind of a weird thing, uh, speaking of you know, doing odd things with women, this was kind of cool. <laughs> uh, Doctor Who made an announcement that they were going to cast the first woman as the Doctor, although they were saying the 13th, actually this is the 14th, because you know they had the war Doctor who actually did become a Doctor uh, with that little John Hurt on there. He is canon, so John Hurt would be one of the numbers. So this is the 14th. This announcement, and it was funny because the, the reactions were, you know, I was like, hey, cool, it's a new doctor. I don't care, you know, it's a woman or not. But there were some people like, oh, but now it's it's like it's supposed to be a guy. And I, you know, I didn't understand that. It's like, you know, it's, it's been a guy, but why not have a woman? Because the, the master became a woman, so why not? Yeah, I could really care less. I have never Anybody seen, I've, I've, I've never Doctor seen Who Doctor Who, so... No, we're cool. 
Well, if you were cool, you'd be watching Doctor Who. <laughs> well, you watch it, right? You know, you've got a character who changes on a consistent basis. Didn't do it sooner than or before now. And then we finally got to see the Christmas episode where this happened. And as a traditional, pretty much whenever you get a new doctor, the first thing they do usually is crash the TARDIS or something like that. And she did. <laughs> so spoiler warning. But yeah, it's, it seems kind of typical. And this was also the end for uh, Stephen Moffat, who's been the showrunner for uh, quite a long time now, uh, ever since Russell T. Davies left with uh, um uh, David Tennant. Uh, they left at the same time, and then Stephen Moffat became the showrunner with uh, Matt Smith, and uh, the show took a little slightly different direction, and some people really didn't like that. I thought it was enjoyable. I had fun with that, so this next season, now that we have a new Doctor and we're going to have some new showrunners, could be very different, but that's okay. I'm having fun. I'm excited for it. Well, sure. as long as nobody got fired from the show. Yeah, like Steve Yeah, Whitmire. like Steve Whitmire. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I still don't know what the whole truth is. Everybody had different sides on this. That I just, I'm just sad about it. Steve Whitmire, who'd been uh, Kermit for since since the Muppet Christmas Carol, also Rizzo the Rat. Uh, who, who were some of his other characters? Anybody remember? I don't remember. Yeah, Fozzie and the Christmas Carol too, wasn't it? No, he wasn't Fozzie. That was still Frank Oz. Uh, I forget who took over for Frank Oz, but they're they're doing a pretty good job. The new Fozzie and Miss Piggy voice. Who's where they said somebody like that? Um. I don't know, but yeah, this this whole thing was a mess because they were it was just a blame game back and forth over the internet, and it really just hurt our love of the Muppets a little bit. It it because it it, it, it it broke our hearts uh, with you know it wasn't a nice peaceful release. It was this back and forth on whose fault and who had been wrong about whatever, and I that that really just that hurt to me. That's it, all I can say. That to hurt. me, I believe the Disney side of it because. Brian Henson came out after the fact and said he wanted to fire him years prior to him being fired before Disney took over the control. And so the fact that Brian Henson has nothing to do with the matter of fact right now, he comes out and says this. I There was a huge problem with the cast, I think. Yeah. I don't know what all the deal was because Steve Whitmire's story was, was different. Yeah. And, you know, I did, I wasn't taking sides on any of it. I just wish they'd all shut up. They were just hurting yeah. us. Yeah. By, by fighting over the Internet like this, it just kept driving daggers into the whole thing but he did start the fighting though you know he was he was let go two of the other characters yeah i couldn't remember that yeah i see he i think he 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 did a i think a slightly try to be graceful exit and then when brian henson started in nothing was graceful at that point it just went back and forth yeah well brian came in after it was disney sticking up for themselves and then brian came out and said yeah i wanted to fire him 10 years ago yeah, which I, if he had wanted to fire him 10 years ago, why didn't he? That's that's why I, I I don't know, but it was just a mess. I wish it hadn't happened that way. Yeah, I, I did find a few of the other characters that he performed. That's the trumpet player from uh, the Electric Mayhem, the Fraggle Dog, and possibly the only other character that he would have been really well known for was Bean Bunny. Oh, yeah. The, the, the kind of a underrated character, you know, they they did like what is a bunny picnic or something, and then Bean was just a little rabbit that was always he was so cute that he always had to be the the butt of everything. If anything bad was going to happen, somebody had to mistreat Bean Bunny. So that's how you knew you were the bad guy. <laughs> but I I haven't heard anything if they're going to have anybody continue Rizzo or Bean Bunny or anything like that. I guess they'll just worry about when the next project happens. What they'll do. Yeah, which 
who knows when that's going to be. I mean, they're doing stuff online. And we will get to later when we, when, uh, what was it, uh, Matt Vogel took over as Kermit. Uh, that happened a little bit later. They they told us it was going to be within a couple of weeks we were going to get to see Matt Vogel as Kermit, but it didn't happen for months. Yeah. So. But in the meantime, we could just play with our uh, Luke Skywalker speeders. <laughs> yeah, if we could fit in them. <laughs> <laughs> Radio Flyer put out this. I think they might have uh, even. Uh, did they show these at Celebration that they were going to release these? Yeah, I think I think that's where they showed them at first. But yeah, my Toys R Us has a stack of them in the middle of the aisle, and every time I go by, me and Kate just look at it. Why? Why did they wait till now to come out with these? My kids would have had one of those years ago if they would have came out with it then. I wish I had one when I was a kid. Yeah, it would have been great. The only thing we had for for anything like that was the the toy that had the the wheels that popped out, so it almost they they had like springs. Yeah. So they would kind of hover. I remember we had that, but oh my gosh, if I'd had a real speeder to drive around, I'd have been all over the place in that thing. Thank you. I just wish I'd fit in the thing now. <laughs> I'd buy one if I'd fit in it. Oh, you you could you could fit in it. I mean, may not be a perfect fit, but you could get lay in on there. Top. Yeah, you got the wheel the other hand down on the gas pedal, or you have to sit on it like C three P C three P O on the back or something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I can see. I'd I'd try to drive that down the street, though. I would. Cops would look at me funny in Gladstone, though. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But speaking of big expos, twenty-three. Yeah, I'd make it twenty-three feet to the D twenty-three Expo. (laughs) (laughs) We're really bad at segways. Yeah. That's what we need is a Star Wars themed segue for us to fall off of. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, they showed a lot of Star Wars stuff at the D23 Expo. Yes, oh. they did. Well, heck, they had the they announced the Pixar Fest, which was going to be the beginning of like the Pixar Pier. Uh, there, the Pixar Fest. I think they had, they had like new some new parades with Pixar characters. They're even going to have like the Pixar lamp on one of the floats. Uh, and, but yeah, that's all coming to uh, Disneyland. Right, oh, all, all in DCA adventure. mainly. I, well, the Pixar Pier is in DCA, but I think Pixar oh, Fest is going to be in both areas, isn't it? Yeah. Our pier is in California Adventure, and they're right. We'll get into that a little bit later, I think, with more of the specific details. But at Disneyland, they're moving the uh, Pixar Play Parade place, uh, you know, to to be the daytime parade, and then they'll have a nighttime parade. You know, kind of a replacement for Paint the Night, which is going over to California Adventure. Wow. So, um, you know, and there's going to be Pixar-themed events going on at Disneyland throughout the year. And is that is that happening this year, or is that part of next year when uh, when Pixar Pier opens? Uh, that's going to be next year. We do, we do know that the April 13th of 2018, I uh, renew my pass. Uh, my birthday is right after that. So uh, hopefully we'll have some uh, better information there. Awesome. But uh, certainly it does include events taking place in both parks at the Disneyland Resort. Groovy. And who knows, maybe something will happen and I can get there, but I'm not going to count on it. But it would be awesome if I could. I will be studying. It would be. It'd be fine. Maybe if you don't come in July, but maybe if you come in August when Friends of the Magic 2018 We'll see. It's, it's going to be. I'm going to be doing my internship over this next summer, though, so I don't know. We'll see. But uh, apparently, but, uh, 
they we did get a, a sort of a little bit of a look at the at DuckTales. Uh, I think just enough where we got to hear the, the new theme song for the new DuckTales series at D23. And jump in the money bin. Oh, yeah. Did you get to do that? No, because the line was like three hours or more or longer. And I, oh. I was in line for a good maybe 30 minutes. And then something happened and they had to like postpone it for multiple hours. And so I never got a chance to. And when they restarted it up, I was watching a panel at that time. So I never got a chance to do it. Oh. But I'm not going to say who, but one of my listeners snagged me one of the coins and he sent it to me. So he stole it. I'm not going to say who did it. I'm not going to say I even have it. I might not even have it anymore. I might have turned it back into Disney. You never know. Oh, sure. Yeah, you gave it back. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's what you did. You're not one of the Beagle Boys, so you would give it back. No. You don't have it anywhere at all. Wait. Nope. No, no, it's not there. Nope. Thing related to DuckTales that came out. It's not there because you gave it back. (laughs) Oh, my. Uh, so, oh, this is also where we finally got to get the name of the what we were calling Star Wars Land. We now know it's Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and they had a huge model up there, which we got to see some photos. But, Tim, did you get a chance to check this thing out in person? A little bit. I mean, again, there's a huge line just to just to see it. It was ridiculous. I, wa- I walked into it because I didn't see a line, and they said, um, excuse me, you need to wait in line, and the line was like two hours long. So D23 wow. is oh, wow. also known as a line convention. It's everything you have to, everything you do has like a two hour wait. Yikes. Yeah. So that might be another one that I, much as I would love to be there, I, I would probably get so frustrated yeah. not getting to see anything because I'd be in exactly. line. Exactly. No, I mean, you pretty much can go to one panel the whole day because you have to wait in line to get in. You have to wait in line to get in the panel. You have to guarantee a good spot. So you're waiting in line for a good spot. And then you're in the panel for over an hour. So you pretty much half of the day is gone. One panel. Yeah, I'd be better off if I was in Anaheim. I'd just go to Disneyland and have more fun. Yeah, that's what I did. It, the next day we did that, and it's actually really empty because everybody was at the convention. Exactly, exactly. Which I am scared with Star Wars Land opening. I'm scared. Disneyland is already too busy as it is. I this, When mm-hmm. this opens, it's going to be chaos. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, but you know, give it a little time for things to maybe calm down around it. I don't know. Might, I mean, know. like the Cars ride at California Adventures has been out for years, and there's still a two and a half hour wait. For that ride wow yeah so well, i'm scared and there's no other there's no other entrance into star wars land other than the main entrance for disneyland i wish they had some kind of way around that to where if you wanted to go star wars land there's another entrance but then they probably charge a different cost for you to visit both parks i bet they would yeah 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 they'd get you at both ends they would but uh, you know that's that might be the time where you try to go in during the off season type yeah. and see if you yeah. get in there. Although I guess they still have the trouble in Disneyland with all the locals <clears throat> are there all the time. Yes, but they've been pretty uh, good at those. They've been pretty good at blacking out those days. And so yeah. if you look on the calendar and go on a blackout day, it's much better than a not blacked out day. So yeah, it's just goals. That's what yeah. that is. The only thing is, you know, my wife being a teacher. Trying to go during those off-season times yep. where, you know, like classes and sessions so people aren't bringing their kids around. Uh, that would mm-hmm. be the challenge, just finding a good time yeah. to be able to go. That and I can, if you, you know, go if you go off-season, more likely there's going to be a few of the good rides closed down for refurbishment. True. So. But at least you're there and you get to do yeah. most things. Yeah. You, you got to, you know, look at it both ways. Because, like, the one, my one trip to a Disney park, uh, Space Mountain, because we were, we were getting there at the beginning of the school year, uh, and so they went ahead and they'd taken Space Mountain down for refurbishment. So I've never got to ride Space Mountain, but I got to do everything else. So I'm, you know, I'm pretty happy. But I, you know, I feel like I missed out on Space Mountain because it sounds really fun. Yeah. Now the cool thing is, I was just, but I'll make up for it. I was just at Disneyland two weeks ago with the family for Christmas, and uh, we went on the Star Tours ride, 
And you know, when you go on there, they randomly pick somebody in the audience to take a picture of, and that person is the rebel spy during the ride. You know about that, right? Yep. So cool thing was, I was for the first time I was rebel spy. So that was pretty cool. Dude. Yeah. And then we went back on again a couple hours later. My wife was a rebel spy. Oh my oh, god. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been on that ride probably 50 times, and I've never been the rebel spy. Wow. See, normally I think they they try to pick a child out. No, lately so it's I, been I would... yeah, lately it's been a lot of adults for some reason. When I go, probably because they realize adults are just big kids. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and actually, a couple last few times I've gone. I think they weren't even doing that. It was like a random, it was like a fake picture because nobody reacted to the picture whatsoever. And they didn't say he or she, they said, you know, this person or whatever. So I don't think it was a real person on board when they when they were doing it. Mm, that's odd. I just realized that I, you might've been there at about the same time that Mark Hamill actually came yeah, in, I was, in the story. Yeah, I was there a week after. Oh, yeah. so close. <laughs> so close. Uh, okay, well, I guess we'll move on to the next things here. Oh, yeah, this is where uh, we found out about the Tron roller coaster that's been apparently a big hit over in Shanghai yeah. or Shanghai, however you say it. Uh, but uh, we were going to find out that Walt Disney World is getting this. Uh, and I, I guess it's going to happen in Tomorrowland. Uh, is that where they said? Yep. I can't remember. Yeah. So, Space Fountain there. So you get two roller coasters that are very close together. That's interesting. They announced that. I'll be excited when they actually say it's opened. Yeah, like, I don't know how long it'll take them to build it. I don't know when they're going to start uh, building that up. Yeah, you can announce, you know, rides coming <laughs> all day long. But if I have to wait till 2025 20, to ride it, then I'm not going to get too excited. And I mean, Walt announced Epcot, you know, before it came out and they made it. But it's nothing at all what he announced. So you yeah. never know. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll wait till excitement when it's built. So... But it'll still be awesome because it's Tron. Yeah, I, I'm excited <laughs> for that one. That's going to be a cool one, I think. Oh. Yeah, where we've always yeah. dreamed of driving a light cycle. Oh, we yeah. finally get to do it for real. Yeah, no, that's exciting. That's the other thing I want to do is be able to throw a Frisbee at somebody and, and uh -huh. take them out. <laughs> we used to do that well, when I we were kids. That, uh, Frisbees would just... Mm -hmm. uh, I was just going to say, I just hope it's not like Pony Express over at Knott's Berry Farm. It's a similar concept where you're basically put into the car. It's... <clears throat> horse as opposed to a motorcycle i just hope that there's a bit more to it than that <laughs> i'm sure it will be uh, i I'm, I'm expecting to hear some daft punk music maybe some of the old wendy carlos music going That'd be cool. going down there some journey the sound effects some journey oh, going on <laughs> i'd be going i've been geeking out the whole time so all it's going to be is they're going to hand you a stick tell you go sit in the in the uh, stall for like five minutes, do your business, act like you're on a bicycle, and get out. <laughs> <laughs> You've had your Tron experience. Now go. Yeah. Don't forget to wipe. <laughs> <laughs> now wipe the floor with the guy I just <laughs> ran into my light wall. Ha <laughs> ha. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. This is also where we got the announcements. We got a little bit. We've already talked about this, but the uh, we got to see a little bit more about the uh, uh, the Guardians attraction coming into Epcot. Uh, I forgot if they've given a name for this, but this was going to be like a space station type of thing. Um, but yeah, we kind of mentioned this earlier. I don't know if they give a name for this at all. Uh, Eric, do you remember if there was a name for that? I, I don't know that they've actually advised anyone what the name is going to be. Just that it, it's still going to have some elements from the original um, uh, ride um, roller coaster. Beyond that, so, I don't know much else. At least we know what's coming. They just don't know when either. Um, they, I guess, D23 also gave us a little bit more information about Pixar Pier, which we've already talked about with the Pixar Fest. 
Uh, we also got to hear about a Star Wars resort that's going to be built in Walt Disney World that I'm sure it's going to be some extra fees because you get to live literally in a Star Wars world. They will even get you costumed and everything. So while you're on resort property, you're living on whatever planet or space station. Uh, I mean, the, the, the concept art that they released on the Disney Parks blog was fantastic. Just completely amazing. Um, and I would love it even if they have it to where when you open your, your room door, if it went, whoosh, you know, and then yeah. close behind you. I'm, I'm sure they have a better chance of living on an actual planet than to be able to stay at this resort. Yeah, because the prices are going to be like Disneyland hotel prices, like 400, 500, 600 bucks a night. So, yeah. 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 Grand, Grand Floridian style prices, I'm sure. So, but, uh, but it would be totally worth it if you could afford it. Yeah. Now, I'm going to, at some point, stay at a Disney hotel. At some point. I don't care if it's one night. I'm going to stay there at some point. But I, it's 500 bucks a night. It's, just, it's hard to think that only 200 bucks more, I'm paying a whole month's my, my mortgage. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, one of these days when I become famous on this podcast and someone, and I'm, I'm like a billionaire person because of my degree, then I'll do that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. yeah. When I lived in California, I took uh, Bridget, when she came out to visit me. <laughs> Um, before we got married, I took her to Disneyland. We stayed at the Disneyland Resort oh. Hotel for one night. Yeah, and I had I was in like I was like 21, 22 at the time, so I had gotten a credit card just for that trip. <laughs> and I think I'm still paying on that card. So mm. and that was like 91, yeah, 92, 93, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> yeah, my only time there, we were at one of the, uh, the I guess they call it the Economy Resorts. We were at the. Um, Pop Century Resort, and it was more like being in a hotel, like oh, a regular yeah. standard hotel. Oh, you mean Disney World? Cool yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah, those... they had a He-Man figure, actually, not not like this, but like like a legit He-Man figure in a display, which I thought was just fantastic. I love seeing it. Oh, and I'm knocking him off of my table here. Mm. Yeah. Well, so that was like actually... you're replacing him, like they did with the Great Movie Ride. Oh, which transition. <laughs> so, yeah, the great movie ride. This, I think, is when we first heard it, it was going to be shut down. And it happened pretty fast yeah. after the announcement. I mean, it was closed down, but uh, we got to find out that they were going to make a, a Mickey Mouse ride that was going to kind of look like the newer uh, series of cartoons they've had, which the look is, is kind of cool. I would have liked a more actual classic 1930s look if they're going to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and it could be a very fun ride. I'm just sad the great movie ride is gone because it was a great ride. I loved it when I wrote it. Yeah, that was one of the rides we always made sure we got to. So so sad to see it go, but still excited to see what they make it because it, it, it's going to be awesome because Disney's making it. So you, they're going to go all out with it. And this being their signature icon character of Mickey Mouse, you know, they got to put everything into it. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what this ride comes up with because, I mean, name one other actual ride that has Mickey Mouse in it. You can't really think of one like this. Yeah, I mean, yeah you got your uh, the symphony symphony thing at Disney World. Or yeah, Magic that's not Kingdom. really a ride; it's a show. So yeah, and it's, it's more cool like a show. show. But there's not an actual ride that has right. Mickey in it that I could think of offhand. So this 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 is exciting to see what they've come up with. So I do want to check it out. I'm just going to miss the great movie ride. After, you know, especially even though they just had refurbished it with TCM and all this stuff. And, and you know, that lasted all of, what, two years and now gone. Yeah. Yeah. As long as, they, you know, they don't try to replace the Main Street Cinema at Disney, Indiana, uh, <laughs> like they uh, they did at the, I don't know, where they're trying to make it at the KC Theater. 
I don't uh, know. I'm trying to do a I'm trying to segue over <laughs> this. Trying to this, segue, and I can't do it. This is actually pretty exciting for me. So this is in mm-hmm. on Main Street. They're going to build a a. They're going to have well, they, you know, so it's the facade, I guess, it would be of a theater that was actually here in Kansas City, my hometown. And I, uh, I even found an article that I had posted up uh, long, a long time ago of a little bit of history of the building. But this is a theater that had been around when Walt was a child. And he probably saw some movies in this theater uh, while he lived in Kansas City. And I think I've pinpointed about where the building used to be. Unfortunately, the building's not there anymore. Uh, it is now known as like Mark Twain Corner. And I think I know where that is because there is a corner that I've seen in downtown Kansas City that has a statue of Mark Twain on the sidewalk. So I'm thinking that might be the location of where this old theater used to be. But they're taking the designs of this beautiful theater and they're going to put it in Main Street, USA. So finally, a little bit of Kansas City makes it onto Main Street, USA, where a little bit of Marcelina is. So we're, now we're getting all of Walt's homes here in Missouri represented in the park. So I love that. Very cool. And not just because I live in Kansas City, but just because there's a bit more Walt in the park, I think. Yeah. And what what rides were supposed to reopen at Disneyland? Oh, they had closed off a lot of the rides uh, for the – they had to reroute the – I believe it's called the Rivers of America. Yeah. Uh, They had to reroute it because they were building, you know, Star Wars Land, uh, Galaxy's Edge. And so the the railway got a a new route. uh, Which is cool. I like the route. They closed these rides for like two years, I think. Yeah, the route's cool too, and uh, the voiceover is takes a little to get used to because it's different voiceover, but it's still pretty good. Uh, is this? Um, uh, I'm thinking of Rob Paulson, or not? Is he on the monorail now? Rob? No, no. Who's on the monorail? Somebody new is on the monorail. That I thought. I, was I think it's the same on the monorail because I rode that a couple weeks ago and it sounded the same. I heard something. Oh, I mean the train's different. I don't know. I don't know who's doing the train vocals, but it's not the same guy. I either heard either something about Rob Paulson or Tom Kane had done some voices I don't think, now. I don't think Rob for, does anything for Disney parks. Yeah, I don't think he did. I know he's done a lot of Disney projects. Yeah. I heard something about there's some new voices even on the monorail, and I, I just looked at it recently. I'm probably getting this entirely wrong. So. Maybe. Well, there, I think I thought I heard something. Either Rob Paulson or Tom Kane had done something, and I thought it was the monorail. Like, there's some brand new stuff. It might be in Walt Disney World and not Disneyland, Maybe. though. So, I don't know. So, nobody <laughs> quote me on that. Uh, but, you know. There was something I thought I heard. Anyway, but moving along. Uh, so, hey guys, uh, I hate to do this to you, but it's hey, I got uh, things I gotta go get to, so I'm gonna have to drop out right here. Eric will be back real shortly. Um, good luck through August, September, October, <laughs> November, December. Yeah, we still got lots to cover. I told you this is gonna be like Two. a three-hour show. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I was I was expecting maybe an hour, hour and a half, but <laughs> yeah. I forgot how lucky, how much you like to talk. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why we podcast because we talk. There you go. There was, so I, we can either um, pause here and maybe start tomorrow, um, finish up, or we can. Yeah, just, we're going to finish tonight, so we'll just say goodbye to you, and you get right. to, you'll be able to hear the second half of the show when we release it this week. There you well. go. That gives me something to look forward to. All yep. right, guys, thanks for having me, and it's been fun. And uh, we will see you in the new year. See ya. Yep. All right. Bye. All right. Take care. All righty. And the three of us will continue to press on as we get into uh, the San Diego Comic-Con showed a Thor trailer. Sure did. The only note I have for San Diego Comic-Con really is that they showed a Thor trailer because the only other thing they did kind of annoyed me that they actually even won their case claiming they Mm -hmm. own the rights to the phrase Comic-Con. Yeah, stupid. Despite every other town having a Comic-Con, <clears throat> San Diego claims that they now own it. So they, they won. So how come they all won. these how come all these other Comic-Cons still say I guess they say convention, don't they? 
Yeah, they're going to have to say convention now. But they, they filed this lawsuit mainly against, um, Salt, I think it's Salt Lake City. Yeah, I think it's Salt Lake City. Was, yeah. Salt Lake Comic Con. Salt Lake Comic Con. Yeah, somebody, uh, San Diego, I was afraid somebody else was getting bigger. But, you know, San Diego, I think, has been falling off, in my opinion. I think so. Because it's been more of a pulp culture con and not a Comic-Con anymore. Out of all the cons in the whole world, that's one of the ones I really don't want to go to. You know, knowing knowing that D23 is already busy enough, I can't imagine Comic-Con. Yeah. And, uh, heck, if you want to have some fun, cut me... If Mortis even shows up, come on down, plan yeah. Comic-Con in February. You'll have a lot of fun. You'll actually get to do some stuff here in Kansas City. It's fun. We'll have a good time. You'll dig it. Come meet. Well, you've already talked to Jim Cummings a couple of times on the show. He's but been on the show. Have you got to meet him in person yet? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. He was in my panel at Stanley's Comic-Con. Oh, well, hey, yeah. then. All right. So you come down. You introduce <laughs> me to him. We get him on my show. Yeah. And I've had him <laughs> on my show. I think he's been on five times. Mm-hmm. I so yeah, this is gonna be a good opportunity to get him onto the show. Yeah. So when I get a chance yeah. to meet him and plan a comic, it'll be awesome. So, but yes, you should come on down. But yeah, they showed the Thor trailer, and I think this is the first time where uh, we really got to look to see that this Thor was gonna be a little different when we got to see the Planet Hulk influenced Hulk in there on this first trailer, I believe. So, got me pretty excited. And I did I did think of one other bit of information that came out uh, of San Diego Comic Con, Elf Panel. It the was revealed family? that Darkwing Duck. Mm. Yeah. Which they, they revealed Darkwing Duck to show up in this new series. Yep, and it uh, has not appeared yet. And actually, I know yep. I know how he's going to appear, but I can't tell you. Yeah, that actually got slipped out on your show. By Jim uh, Cummings. You had to remove it. Yep. I remember. Disney lawyers <laughs> got involved, and I had to remove that section of the uh, interview. It wasn't my fault. Jim told me, so it wasn't my fault. But yep. they, they thanked me that I but, took it down and it's no longer on there. But I know how he's going to appear and what it's going to be like. Yeah, and so do yep. I, but I won't say. Uh, I got to. Uh, <laughs> well, and I got phones for a bit uh, before Jeremy and I on the show, and I learned a bit more about Cross. Uh, so all I can say is I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll see how they yep, do. and that didn't come through very well, but Eric was talking about when we had Tad Stones on the show. And okay. He did say a little something, but he was also careful about yeah. how much he was allowed to say. Yeah, so. Jim, Jim wasn't careful. That's why I didn't question it. He just like, oh, here <laughs> we go. Here's how it's going to happen. It. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, all oh, right, I got, ex- ex- I got an exclusive. That's cool. Yeah. And then Disney lawyers showed up. <laughs> and legally, I could have kept it, you know, because I wasn't the one that signed the agreement not to talk about it. I could have kept it on there, but I want to stay in good graces with Disney. So I took it down. Yeah. And good graces with Jim Cummings. Exactly, too. exactly, because he could have got huge, huge problems with that. Yeah, better just oh, to, yeah. to say, "Oops, we'll fix your yeah. mistake," so you'll come back on the show later. Yeah. So, and then you can introduce me when you come to Planet Comic <laughs> February. So, all right. Uh, but next thing on the list here, there's uh, announcements for a new Harry Potter ride going to replace the Dragon's Challenge, which actually the Dragon's Challenge closed on September 5th. And basically, it's a new roller coaster coming over into the Harry Potter parks. Uh, I don't know if this is happening on both coasts. I think uh, it is. I only heard it? about Orlando, so I don't know if the, the California park is going to be changing this as well. Uh, let me yeah, see. Orlando seems to be the only place that would have the space to mm-hmm. uh, replace a, a roller coaster currently because the Hollywood uh, area, they've used every square inch that they can uh, for <laughs> yeah. their water. Uh, uh, but this is actually replacing a, a poster that's already there in Florida. Right. They're, they're taking out the Dueling Dragons uh, Dragon Challenge. And uh, I don't th- I don't think I see anything that mentions exactly what this new roller coaster is going to be like, though. Uh, this was you know, a while back when they announced it and everything. But all we know is that it, it closed at September 5th and there's something new coming. 
Well, I wonder how long it'll take for it to be ready. I don't know, but uh, let's tell player one to uh, to be ready for this. Uh, because this the, now the teaser I think was already shown at San Diego Comic Con for Ready Player One, but uh, it started coming out that there was a code hidden in the trailer that took you to the website. And how appropriate for a book all about Easter eggs and hidden things. Mm-hmm. To have a heavy Easter egg in the uh, in the uh, the trailer there. Um, now, see, I know Eric, you've read it. Tim, I think you've talked about you're going to read the book. I want have you to. Read it yet? No, I want to, but I have I have no time right now. So if there's an <laughs> audio book out there, I might check it out. Yeah, and the nice I've thing read is, by I Will Wheaton. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't think you really have to have read the book to be able to enjoy the film because it looks like the film is going to have a, a, a different story. Uh, there, there. From from the latest trailers, it does look like it is very different, but yet still going to be just as much fun. Have all the excitement and even more than the book, and might even be better than the book. So, I am very, very excited. Oh, this teaser did get me my juices pumping because, like, yep, here it is. I've been hearing all about this for a long time, uh, and the book is a whole lot of fun. Uh, the main thing though that carries the book is really the references to all the '80s things and the arcade games and the cartoons and movies and all that stuff. Uh, overall, I mean, story-wise, it's just okay, but it's the references that really make you have a good time. And so, amping up the story the way it looks like in this movie, and you know, oh, it, it looks like it's going to be even, so much better than even the book. And the book is a great read, but yeah, the movie's going to be awesome. Okay, well, I guess we'll slide along here. Uh, there were some shops that closed down uh, over at the Disneyland Resorts. One of them being a Build the Bear. Uh, well, it's not it closed like, down yet. Yep. Oh, it's not down yet. No, at least not Build-A-Bear. Okay. Uh, well, it says by the end of September that they're not going to be able to, to go to Build-A-Bear. That was the... Next extra little lease on life. Ah. What about Chapel Hats they, and Ride Bakers? Actually, that Chapel Hats is closed. They have replaced that temporarily with a Disney dress boutique. Uh, Ride Makers is still open a little bit. One thing about uh, Build-A-Bear is uh, it's a two-story store, upstory area of it. So you think Build-A-Bear will actually manage to survive and just stay? Because, I mean, that is a big-time, you know, chain. Uh, they, last I heard about it, um, they, they were going to be uh, any day now. Mm. Any day now, you can't build your bears. <laughs> Although I could see them really capitalizing on Build-A-Bear because Build-A-Bear has, has branched out and had licensed things where you, know, you could have build a Star Wars character yeah, yeah, or all building there. a Disney character. Yeah. And what about, what about Rainforest Cafe? Was that going to? I forget. I, I Well, I didn't see it on the list of okay. something that's set to close down. Because it's in the same uh, area. So I, I thought I heard it going uh, away as well. Yeah. There, there are going to be uh, Cafe, the AMC Theaters. Uh, those all form kind of a courtyard between uh, downtown Disney and Disneyland. And we know that those uh, locations are going to be closing because uh, Disney has announced that they're building a new hotel at Footprint yeah. in that area right there. And we don't ha really have any other details about it's going to be if it's a four-star or three-star or maybe even more of a, uh, a lower-cost option, which is highly doubtful. But uh, this is all going to be going into that area currently take up a good bit of uh, real estate. Which I hate because Disneyland's always looking for more space for more attractions in the park. Why not yeah. use that? It's right on the edge of the uh, southern tip of the park. Why not use that for more attractions? We don't need another five-star hotel that costs 500 bucks a night. Just my thoughts, at least. Well, actually, on the Disneyland right. hotel side of the street, Disneyland property itself. Hmm. 
see i haven't been over there so i couldn't really say much but yeah i, I would i would think using some more of that property for more attractions would be a good idea expand the space of the park so maybe it's not as congested exactly i don't know but i'm just and, and also part, part of the problem that area is also is the backstage area for new orleans square so you've already got um the show building for the indiana jones for pirates of the caribbean and the honda mansion back there as well mm. a tram from the mickey and friends parking garage um which is actually that pathway is going to get a lot more a lot busier with the addition of a new parking garage in that area as well yeah they just announced that i think recently a new parking area which makes sense i mean you got to have as much parking as you can possibly fit over there because you, you know Although uh, there are places you can stay somewhat near to Disneyland that apparently you could just walk if you oh, don't yeah. mind the walk. Oh, yeah. No, I always, I always walk. Oh, yeah. So that would probably be a good option. Although I could see at the end of the day, your feet might be really tired. And that's like, oh, no, I got to walk all the way back to the hotel. Yeah, we, a couple weeks ago when I had the kids with me, we ended up um, getting the shuttle for the remain, remainder of the trip after the first day walking with them. Because I don't mind walking, but when you have a five-year-old who's already standing <laughs> all day, they don't want to walk back to the hotel room. Yeah, you got a tired kiddo. Uh, okay, this is also at the time that we did say goodbye to the Universe of Energy, which we've talked about this a little mm -hmm. bit, but uh, this was kind of neat because they they kind of rigged this around. I don't know if it's just cast members decided to do this. I don't know if they were uh, fully supposed to, but I guess the ride kind of quote-unquote broke down, so everybody was able to get off the ride, the last riders, and actually just walk through the sets of Universe of Energy. So if anybody was actually a fan of it, then they got a chance to really... Uh, get up and up and close with it, which most of what I've heard about that ride is this a good, nice, cool place to take a long nap. I've never heard Anybody of it. So well, I don't one know. of the great things that happened on that final day that sure was open is they actually um, on the last ride through. And so they were able to out of their vehicles and actually stroll around and get a good at the uh, features of the attraction, like the animatronic dinosaurs in the background uh, and get a really good chance to look at it and say goodbye to it. Yeah. Take selfies with the Ellen DeGeneres, you know, robot or something like that. Look, it's Ellen. That kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, that's good for everybody who was a fan of it to get that type of experience. So I'm glad for them. But I never wrote it. So I, you know, I don't really have a particular attachment to it and stuff like that. So uh, other things that we lost, though, is June Foray passed away. Uh, we did a very special episode oh, for her smokes. because this was this was huge. Uh, I mean, my goodness, uh, we, I bet Tim could list off like 10 of her roles. Let's see, Magica, Joke, uh, Jokey Smurf, Grammy, Gummy, um, of course, Rocky, um, we got Witch Hazel, Granny, uh, Ma Beagle. Um, um, I think we even saw on the list that they had her listed as Betty Rubble at, at some point. The, the pilot episode of the, of the Flintstones, yes. Ah, yeah. so, okay. That answered that question. Yeah. We wondered about that. I was like, <laughs> yep. well, she wasn't Betty Rumble that I it's, ever knew. A, of, but, okay, really a different, a different look too, and yeah, totally the different sound. So, but she sounded good, and she's also in the. Yeah, uh, well, the, of course she sounded good. It's June Foray. She's also in the Grinch that stole <laughs> Christmas as uh, Lindsay uh, Luhu. Is that her name? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Cindy Luhu. Cindy Luhu. Yeah, Cindy Luhu. Yeah. Uh, she's on Frost of the Snowman, but her part was actually cut out and replaced yeah. with a different actress. Um, She's on The Simpsons, the first season of it, as only like one episode. Um, yeah, so many, so many characters. And the sad thing is, the, the, it's the end of like the Mel Blanc era right here, you know? Oh, yeah. 
really is. Because we, we lost Stan Freeberg a couple of years ago, maybe two and a half years ago. And now June is, yeah. the, is the end of the original Looney Tunes voice cast. Oh, goodness. Uh, ouch. Well, uh, while we're talking about sad things, we I, we had a really great tribute episode to June Foray, and Tim's got some videos, I think, above some of her stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, the other thing, we, we lost Marty Sklar uh, here, uh, just like on the heels of yeah. June Foray, Marty yeah. Sklar passed away. And that was quite surprising because, yeah. you know, he wasn't super old or anything, and that was surprising for me. Yeah, and he's one of the other guys, the um, engineer, who had actually worked directly with Walt <clears throat> Disney. Yeah. Too, so. And also the only... Uh, the only uh, person to have been present at the opening of every Disney park. Wow. True. Yeah. Wow. Until they build that one here in Kansas city that they really need to build. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was involved in the enchanted Tiki room and small world. A lot of good stuff. Yeah. A lot. Of, I think we, we listed out some of his stuff, I think in the show, but I, I, it's not coming to brain right now. My mind is, I think, I think because we've been at this for a while, my yeah. mind is half gone. So of course, my, my wife says my mind is half gone all the time anyway. But yeah, so I golly, I I'm I, I wonder when we're going to lose stuff. People like Bob Gurr, you know, he's been around a long time. Yeah. We're losing a lot of these yeah. these guys who built this stuff like Xavier, who we'll talk about pretty soon. We yeah, 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 it's coming up. Yeah, uh, ex That one hit me pretty hard because he seemed like oh, the sweetest Crump. guy. Oh, Raleigh Crump. Yeah, did he? We just no, he's, no, he's still here. He's still here. No, he's, he's, we still have him, Raleigh. But he's yeah, he's another one that's. He's getting old, though. He's getting old. Yeah. Been around a long time. So yeah. and while we're talking about other things that we don't know what to think about, uh, we, there was an announcement that they're going to create a sequel to The Rocketeer, which is a sequel kind of in name only because it's completely new characters. Uh, and this is going to have a woman as the Rocketeer, which really all you have to do is have somebody to wear the helmet and a rocket. And, and there you go. Rocketeer. Uh, so... I don't know what to expect from this other than they announced they're going to do it. Yeah, I forgot about that, too. Yeah, I had almost forgot about it, but I'm one of the people that actually like the Rocketeer. Yeah, it's good. Oh, I really like it. Yeah. <clears throat> James Warner music. Jennifer Connelly. How, yeah. you, how can you not like that? I know. She's, yeah, she's my, my celebrity crush. <laughs> Me, too. Back ever since <laughs> for Labyrinth. Yeah. Oh, heck yes. Oh, yes. So seeing her pop up in a, in, a, in Rocketeer because I didn't know she was in it until I saw it. I was like, "Yay, I know her!" <laughs> so, oh, indeed. All right, but we're we're actually halfway through the list, but it gets more intense from this point on. Oh, uh, this is the Star Wars Secrets of the Empire was announced. Uh, I got to look this up again. This was in Variety magazine. Uh, this, this is uh, oh, the virtual reality experience. And I think this is part of what's going into those shops that we just talked about were closing down. Yeah, I think so. Downtown it's Disney. ILM X Lab, uh, in cooperation with The Void. Uh, they had previously made a Ghostbusters VR experience at Madame Tussauds in New York, and now they're going to go Star Wars! Oh, there! This is going to be in both Orlando and in Anaheim as well. So this, this is very, very cool. I'm sure it'll be very expensive. Um, I think when we looked at this, though, this, it's it's not going to be a completely permanent thing. It's going to be there for a while, but not permanent necessarily. Yeah, it, it's a, basically a pop-up. I don't know how long it's going to be there, but it's you know they're there to put you right into the world of Star Wars via virtual reality. Something to tide you over while you're waiting for Galaxy's Edge to be completed. That's what it is. <laughs> Last Jedi. Yeah. Uh, and then this is also when we got the announcement for the the Disney streaming service, which there was part of the uh, first meeting. Um, 
forward to this. And, and certainly with the acquisition of Fox, which we'll get into later, yeah. this really opens up the catalog that they uh, would have access to mm-hmm. for streaming. Yeah, and uh, I, I had a conversation actually with Philip once on like, well, you know, Disney, you put the Disney name in front of it and you expect it to all be family friendly. So there was the question of, you know, their Netflix properties that they're going to bring over. And I'd say they could very easily, you know, the way you, like Netflix, you have a you can have a kid version and you have a regular version. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that this streaming service, I mean, Disney could overall own it, but the content could be divided up to here's some Star Wars, here's the Marvel stuff, here's this, uh, you know, so you could keep it all separate. That way you could show maybe stuff that maybe Disney owns, but it's not necessarily got the Disney brand on yeah, it. Exactly. So you can show more of that rougher <laughs> content, you know. Like when, like the girl, well, hey, you know? I would, I'm just going to be happy if we get uh, Disney afternoon stuff yeah. that's not available yeah. on DVD. And all the people complaining about Disney taking over these companies and worried about the rated R content, Jeremy, you know, you and I have talked about it before how Disney owned Miramax yep. and Disney owned Dimension Films. And yep. they made horror movies. They made rated R movies, like pure rated R movies. They can do that still under the Fox name or under whatever name they want. Yeah, because Disney owns it, but Disney's not making yeah. it. And that's even yeah. something I've, I got tired of correcting people with this Last so Jedi. I. There's people who didn't like The Last Jedi complaining, oh, because Disney did this. Yeah. No, Disney didn't do anything. Lucasfilm still yeah, made that still movie. Yeah. Disney just owns Lucasfilm right now. That's yep. the only thing. Yep. They own it, but they're not the ones making it. They're not writing comics for Marvel. Marvel's still writing that. Marvel Studios is still making their movies all over that. But Disney is a promotion machine, so them buying it just supplies more money for more product and more films to be made. So there's no reason for anyone to be complaining about yep. this stuff. It's just giving more power to some of this stuff and help creating this stuff that you love. Yeah. So no reason to complain. Just enjoy the ride. Yep. And okay, so the next uh, thing rides around to enjoy. Uh, yeah, because this is August 13th was the actual last day of the great movie ride. It happened very fast after uh, we got that announcement. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I heard something about there was something special about the last riders on that, but I don't remember what that was. I guess somebody else remembers either. We're hearing but, that they had closed it down uh, through the attraction of dinner taking place in there one night at least. Hmm. That'd have been nice. I would like to have been able to walk around that one as well and be able to take a look at the animatronics. That would have been very cool. So, yeah. Uh, other things that we've heard, this is other stuff being replaced. The Muppet Courtyard in Walt Disney World is going to be replaced by something called Grand Avenue. Uh, this has at least been announced. Uh, just changing format. This makes me worry because... Uh, you know, the Frozen moved into the Muppet Theater for a good long time, and I worry sometimes a little bit about the Muppet presence in the parks is slowly being pushed out. Although we are getting some new stuff. We have that new show uh, around Liberty Square, uh, the Muppets in history, or great moments in history, but only the the fun parts or something like that. Uh, or only the American parts. That's what it is. Uh, so we are getting some Muppets being put into different parts of the park, but uh, it'd be sad if they get rid of Muppet Vision or anything like that. Uh, so I hope they don't take away too much stuff. But Disney, we'll see, because what they put in there will probably be fantastic. But I, I love having the Muppets in the park. Disney has dropped the ball on the Muppets. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Okay, well, DuckTales returned to TV in August. I am sadly really behind on these because I don't have a lot of TV watching time. But what I have seen of DuckTales, I love it. Yeah, it's good. It's it's, it's a different different take on it, which I don't hate. And I, I, I love how they didn't make an exact clone of it. And it's still fun. I mean, kids, they, they dig it. And uh, I still have complaints about it, but 
Maybe it's just me being old fart. I don't know. Yeah, we're probably just being old farts. I try to let go. Yeah. The old series will always be there for me. Yeah. So I, I just I, try I, to look, look at it and say, it's a brand new show. It's it's still the characters I love. Well, at least Scrooge. Exactly. And, and, and uh, you and Louie are very different. They they kill me. They, they kill the show for me because they're just too hyper you know and they're not true they're not the same detectives they were in the original but like i keep saying i can see that happening later in the series yeah how they and i still down. love scrooge mcduck he's still a yeah. great character yeah and launchpad he's so. a little more dumb than i like but he's still enjoyable yeah i still like him too so one thing Pat Stones let me know you know this they didn't just plan for one season they they've got an overall yeah. oh, plan yeah. going on for at least four seasons yeah. uh so yeah, it may be a slow burn right now, but yep, exactly. it's building to something. Exactly, and like I said and, before, this is bringing some nice merchandise our way too. We've seen some pretty yep. good merchandise come out last, at least last month of old Disney Afternoon stuff, which I'm super excited about. Of course, yeah, bringing in the old stuff of it, I love it. So, and then you know, the new show does still make me laugh too. Yeah. So, alrighty, but this is also when we got to see the first video on YouTube of Matt Vogel. <laughs> Uh, playing the role of Kermit, and Matt Vogel was, of course, he was the, he played Constantine in Muppets Most Wanted, and he's a very, very talented performer. Uh, one thing I noted, like when I saw the video, is it sounded like he was trying to go more for Steve Whitmire style of performance rather than uh, trying to get back to the Jim Henson style yeah. of of how the voice sounded. Uh, which I guess is fine because you're getting more what kids are used to, what what Kermit sounds like these days. So, uh, but yeah, he's he's. I knew he was going to be fine. He'll do great as a Kermit because he's just a great Muppet performer. Yeah. Uh, it still just breaks my heart the way this all went down. Yep. I agree. Um, I'm, yep. S- I'm still not sold on his voice quite yet. Takes some getting used to it. Yeah. But, you know, like yeah. you said, we've been listening to the the Kermit since Muppets, uh, I mean, uh, Muppets Christmas Carol, you said, right? Yeah. And, that's, and it took me a while to get used to Steve Whitmire. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm confident he's a great actor. Of course, he also does Big Bird now, pretty much for the regular so no uh likewise it took me a while to uh move on from wayne allwine to yeah um, yeah i'm still having issues with uh chris yeah um but uh <clears throat> these things do change yep exactly yep. yep and we we keep going best we can but uh oh here's something that uh the change the lion king was suddenly available on blu-ray i picked this one up too and a pretty good transfer. You know, The Lion King is just a great movie anyway. And I like that I did have the option to watch it without that additional scene. Because that additional uh, song when they put it in, I, it just so drags the movie down a little bit. So it's not in this release of it? I need to get the new release then. Because I have the first Blu-ray release and it has that new song in it and I hate it. Yeah, The Morning Report. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I, I got that I, I, that set with DVD when they put The Morning Report in. But the, yeah, this new Blu-ray, you have the choice on how you want to watch Sweet. it. Sweet. I need to get so, that then. Yeah, it's a it's a very nice release. Uh, the funny thing is, is when I when I unlocked my digital code, I think this is one of the ones that I got like two versions. So well, with as well with Bambi, it kind of get that backup version as well, or it didn't you know the other one. So uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's got like two editions of Lion King that that unlocked. Sweet. So, but yeah, definitely get it if you love Lion King. It's it yeah. looks great. So, alrighty. Uh, oh, this was fun. So, all right, we already know that there is a Toy Story Land coming, and I think they probably mentioned this at D23 as well, but Toy Story Land is coming there to Disney's California Adventure, not Disney California Adventure, pardon me, Hollywood Studios. Mm-hmm. And, but the Slinky Dog car arrived in August. 
And that was just the first of many really kind of cool things we would see as this is slowly being built up because this is due to open this summer. Oh, and this I had to mention this just because it was just uh, interesting. Uh, but Bill Nye also this is where he filed his lawsuit saying that uh, somehow or another he didn't get some of the profits from the science guy show uh, that I guess Disney had helped produce it. Uh, one thing I've learned, though, Bill Nye, don't take on Disney lawyers. <laughs> I know that firsthand. Exactly. Don't mess with Disney lawyers. <laughs> they got the best. And uh, you who are a uh, performer and what, an architect or no, what did he like an engineer or something? Not quite the science guy yeah, he pretends yeah. to be. You know, maybe you shouldn't. We should sue him break. for lying to us. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And he is a great performer. I'm yeah. not going to take that away oh, yeah. from him. So, uh, but yeah, he's he's probably big. You know, if there's maybe something that maybe went wrong, I don't know if filing a lawsuit was the best way to deal with it. Do you know um, where I'm he sure first do you know where you. he first appeared as the uh, science guy doing those kind of bits on TV? Uh, I just know the show. It was the uh, Back to the Future animated series. He did like little like minute segments at the end of each episode as the science guy. Yeah, I missed out on the animated series for some reason. I don't know why, but maybe you're too old for it by that time. I think I was I think I was 13 when it came out. So it would have been 93. Yeah, I say heck, man, I don't think I got too old for a lot of different things that quickly. Really? I didn't give up a lot of things. I never grew up. I mean, I host an Everland podcast. I don't grow up. So <laughs> I think there was just something else that was on at the same time that I wanted to watch more. So that's how I missed a lot of shows is just because something else was on. Uh, but anyways, ooh, September. Force Friday 2 happened at growing September up. 1st. The Wahoos? Uh, speaking of not growing up, well, what better to celebrate than toys? Exactly. Uh, and I did get out. Well, we made one purchase this year, uh, which, uh, well, for those, this will be for the benefit of those of you watching us on YouTube. Those who are hearing us are not going to be able to see this, but I will run over and show you our purchase real quick. So you'll talk amongst yourselves. I'll give you a topic. Porgs. Ugh. Can I have a different topic, please? I'll take They're Jar tasty. Jar. What's that? They're tasty. <laughs> I wish you would have taken a bite, honestly. That would have been better than not taking a bite. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of the porgs. I I knew it was just Disney being Disney and throwing them in there for the cash. But anyways, Ellen to cover up the puffins. Yeah. Yeah. OK, so the we looked everywhere because I, I you know, the porg stuff, we'd already seen porgs and I knew I wanted some sort of a porg and I'd seen the little toys where they flap their arms and make little noises. Uh, and I, I at one point for twenty dollars, I even thought of this giant stuffed porg that was like this big that I wanted to get. But what we settled on was a, a little Funko Pop bobblehead of Chewbacca here with a little porg in his hand because we thought Chewbacca looked really cute as a bobblehead, and him holding his little porg buddy yeah. uh, just made it fun. Uh, so this was the sole purchase that we made. Uh, actually, we, I think we bought this on Saturday. Uh, so we, well, I actually participated in Force Friday on Saturday. A quick question. How mm-hmm. soon do you think uh, with uh, th- that version, but holding the extra tasty, crispy version of the pork? <laughs> oh, 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 I hope they don't. Although it was a really funny scene, but <laughs> that would kind of be awful. Okay, then uh, this, I, I know I saw some video of this. I think it was various clips came out, but the Muppets did a show at the Hollywood Bowl, which really was, I guess, Matt Vogel's time to really shine in front of a, a bigger audience to perform some Muppet songs. And I think I did see a clip where he did have to sing Rainbow Connection as Kermit. Oh, so 
this is a chance really to be accepted to ask Kermit in a live thing. I just wish it had been televised or something. Yeah, that would have been cool. I'll see it. Uh, yeah, uh, from from the clips that I saw, of course, it's all blurry, you know, iPhone mm-hmm. video from... But uh, it looked like it was a really wonderful concert and really everything Muppets. Uh, it'd just be great to be able to see this in another format. Yeah, I'm hoping maybe they did film it and they're going to release it somehow, like a special feature on something. So I want more Muppets. Yes. I want season four. Or what? what is that phrase? Somebody said like, uh, so before we're, we die or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nobody else remembers. While we're alive. While we're alive. Season five, Seasons while we're alive. Four and five, while we're four alive. Four and five. That's the phrase. Four and five, while we're alive. Yeah. But uh, oh, the next thing on the list. This is where this is it. Exitensio passed away. Yeah. Uh, this is, you know, I don't think he started as a songwriter, but he was a songwriter no. for like Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. and the Haunted Mansion, wrote Grim Grinning Ghosts. He wrote, I mean, he wrote the scripts for the rights as well. Right. Yeah. So, but uh, I think he, he hadn't thought of himself as a writer. I think no. he was working on something else. So then Walt thought that he'd be great at it. And Walt was great at doing that. He'd find somebody's yep. hidden talent and they would excel at it. Uh, I forgot what it was that he was doing before. Well, I know he did uh, some Imagineer stuff and he was an animator, but I don't remember what he even animated, honestly. Me neither. Uh, I'm always uh, he did a lot of uh, the, what, what he's probably best known for as far as animation stop motion animation at the beginning of the parent trap oh, okay okay there was there were a few other um i can't remember off the top of my head what they were but there were some other of uh, those stop motion animated opening credits that he on ah i'm still gonna love him best though for the haunted mansion yeah i mean just go back yeah. and watch some old interviews with him he seems like the sweetest guy in the world I haven't seen mm-hmm. any of those interviews. I'm going to have to make yeah, sure I do that. Yeah, good stuff. He's done a couple of documentaries that I've seen, and a really nice guy, it seems like. All right. The next thing on the list, the only one who's actually been to this event is me. Although we're working, we're going to have to get Eric to this eventually. But Toonfest in Marceline, Missouri uh, happens early. Well, I guess it was around mid-September this year. Uh, and this was fun. I got to meet Mike and Patty Parasa. <laughs> Ooh, Eric sounds really bad there. Um uh, this was a lot of fun. Mike and Patty, they've done a lot of work with Epcot. Uh, Patty's done effects animation. Mike did the uh, the opening credits for Mickey's Christmas Carol. He drew all those pictures. Cool. Uh, had a lot of fun. I want to get them back on the show at some point because we didn't get a whole lot of time to, to sit and talk with them. Uh, they're a whole heck of a lot of fun. They're just a hoot. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping to get them on. But yeah, Toon Fest was great this year. It's great every year. If you've never been, it happens in September in Marceline, Missouri. You, they have a parade. Uh, they have all these different artists. Uh, Disney People work in Disney and comics and all kinds of stuff show up there. Uh, the, the museum, of course, is fantastic. Uh, but yes, Toon Fest was fun as usual. Uh, and then, ooh, soon after that, we were learning, you know, those hurricanes started hitting in Florida and found out there was a little bit of minor damage done at the Haunted Mansion. I think uh, what it was, it blowed over a couple of gravestones. Yeah, something like that. Cemetery. So it's not as severe as you would have thought. But I remember when I posted it, I had a few people like, oh, no, there's damage to the Haunted Mansion. It's like, no, it's OK. Just a couple gravestones easily fixed. But here's the big one. Bobby the Brain Heenan passed away in September. Don't know who that is. You don't. Oh, I, you never watched wrestling in the eighties, I guess. Did you? Uh, and the, uh, mainly just the the main ones, I guess. I don't know. I don't really think I've watched wrestling. I guess I just play the games and the NES. Uh, 
okay. Well, Bobby the Brain Heenan was the manager. He was basically the heel manager. He was the perfect foil for Hulk Hogan. Uh, Bobby would always be finding different wrestlers to go up against Hulk Hogan when Hulk was the title. And one of the really big things was when he had Andre the Giant join him. And as they had WrestleMania three, it was Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. Uh, but he would uh, do a commentary on some of the shows. Uh, he was just hilarious. He was just great at being the bad guy, but yet apparently was was really an awesome, just nice guy. But he was he was great at being the guy you love to hate and you hated to love. Uh, and so we we definitely will miss him and the and all the stuff that he did back in the eighties and into the nineties and you know over at WCW when he went over there. Uh, so yeah, he was a big influence. I think I had had. Uh, cancer and survived it at one point but uh you know it did a lot of a lot of stuff to his health and finally he just has come to his age and his health uh oh but we're getting into uh right in the, in the beginning of, of the fall area really uh guardians of the galaxy went from mission and breakout to monsters after dark and had a, a alternative ride that was started happening at nightfall because i mean cars land started getting a halloween event and so disneyland just kicked it up a notch and uh, had a whole new event. And this one was even, uh, I think it was just as crowded, if not more so, and harder to get into than Mission Breakout was. I don't think Erica ever managed to get on there, did you? No, I didn't. Because, yeah, you tried. I remember you were trying to get on there that one time, but uh, it was just packed in. Yeah, th- this this was a kind of a different concept when it comes to a Halloween overlay. Uh, you know, Space Mountain, they have Ghost Galaxy. Mm-hmm. All day, that's an all-day-long thing. With uh, this, that uh, actually took place after sunset. Regular Guardians of the Galaxy uh, ride up until about you know five or six o'clock at night, and then you know all they have to do literally is flip a switch and change all of the animation to nighttime theme, where you were now. Ride is that uh, a rocket releases all of the are in the collector's museum, including large monsters. This, you're trying to track down the monsters, or at least get away from them after they've been released. Um, really popular. Uh, this ride didn't get released until after 3 o'clock in the afternoon. To get a fast pass, you had to get into a line. before quite early. They actually going into backstage areas just to get the fast passes for it so um it was something where you were going to be waiting very in order to even traction yeah and it looked like from what we saw in video it was very cool and they had the hashtag save groot uh effort going on at the time was, they made a big deal with this it was fun i just wish i could have it did, you know it'd be interesting to see if uh you know i think part limited it to afternoon hours or the evening hours is because a lot of people still wanted to galaxy for the first time yeah write it up you know to different parts of the day they'll do it uh, as a whole day thing yep who knows we'll see okay october we got to celebrate 35 years of epcot although as as mentioned it's not quite what walt envisioned epcot was supposed to have been a literally a city type of thing uh but we the park got opened at least uh, it was the, i think one of the last things roy did after because he had come back from retirement to even open the park uh because walt had asked him oh, on that, his deathbed, oh, that so. was the original uh, that Roy was very instrumental in getting going. Mm-hmm. Uh, Epcot uh, came about 11 years after the Magic Kingdom opened and then oh, yeah. passed away. 
Yeah, but, so this, but this really was the Imagineers basically saying, "Start an experimental prototypes community of tomorrow." Idea how we're going to go about doing that. So let's come up with some other ideas because this was promised as part of the Disney World would be. So let's uh, see what we can put together. And they came up with the combined uh, world community with uh, a vision of what the future could be. Yep. And yeah, and I guess I give Roy Disney some credit because he kept the Four Lower Project alive. And, and yeah, and with the Magic Kingdom, really, it's the mm-hmm. one that he launched. But uh, yeah, he was already gone by the time Epcot opened. So, but 35 years of Epcot, and it was a pretty cool deal. And uh, okay, I'm going to just keep moving through this list. We're, we're pressing on up to, up well, to three hours. The so. mm-hmm. concept of uh, Epcot really did turn the world upside down. Yeah, and so some really Stranger Things happened. Uh, in fact, there was a second season of Stranger Things <laughs> that uh, I'm sure most people just spent the weekend binge-watching that when it did open up. I know I sure did. We, we got it finished uh, within a day. <laughs> even even with one episode, that, that uh, next-to-last episode that was really kind of drug it down. But yet it was important. We got to see some character development in 11. But uh, I figure everybody's watched all of this now, right? Uh, I've seen the first two episodes of the first season. Oh, that's as far as you got? I don't have like Nef- I don't have Netflix, so. Oh, that's ah. right. Uh, and you probably wouldn't have so time. Fortunately to for me, this, this came out just before I uh, took my trip uh, to the United Kingdom. Advantage of Netflix's upload uh, and view at a later time, and I playing right over. Sweet. There you go. Perfect. Now, what, what yeah, it might I think do, it was what I it might do is really I might I might buy the uh, Blu-ray copy of the first season at least there you go. that just came out to target for like 25 bucks so it's, it sounds like it's worth it to me yeah mm-hmm. you'll enjoy it it's because you like horror stuff, oh yeah so yeah. You'll, you're gonna love that i love 80s stuff and i love horror so it sounds perfect for me yep you're gonna oh, yeah. dig it especially if you find the set that makes it look like a vhs tape yes i've seen that yeah yeah oh so cool all right this is also uh when we found that they they made some announcements i haven't confirmed that disney has ever said this mm. But uh, they did like try to confirm that the changes to the pirates' rights were coming here to America. I, I still I haven't been able to hear it from Disney. I've only yeah. heard it from rumored from this site. Well, this site said it. Well, this website said it. And I'm saying it because this site said it. And to me, that doesn't confirm anything. I think because of the backlash they're getting in the states, Disney might be second guessing it. That's my hope. Maybe. I don't know what's happening with this. I hope they don't change it, but it seems like they will. But the dates people were passing around, I don't know if that was legitimate for an actual closure time. So yeah, I kind of left it alone. I haven't heard anything otherwise quite yet. So yeah. I, I think it's going to so, happen. I just don't know when. Yeah, I just don't know when. So I'm not calling it a confirmation of, of any time that somebody was saying because it was all such hearsay and stuff. I'm like, OK, but oh, there was some really cool stuff happening for Toy Story Land. The Slinky Dog Coaster had a Rex and a Jesse figure added to it here in October. Uh, we get to see the slow development of this ride as it was nearing completion. But uh, it was kind of fun because the the, the image, the, the images we're seeing and the gimmick behind Toy Story Land is it's all of Andy's toys. And they build this like carnival out of it. And it's funny because Rex and Jesse are like this big figures and they're building. It looks like they're building parts of the roller coaster and stuff like that. Looks really fantastic. I'm excited to get a chance to go to Orlando and look at this at some point. Mm hmm. You know, one thing I'd like to get a good look at is the Millennium Falcon. Uh-huh. Because, uh, yeah, apparently if you got a, You know, I never got a chance to do this. But apparently you could see the Millennium Falcon on Google Earth. Yeah, I think I just saw this, the shots on the on the news reports. I didn't actually go do it myself. 
Mm-hmm. Yep, I heard all about it. It was kind of similar to like that drone that accidentally flew over the uh, the base for the Force Awakens and saw the X Wings and the Millennium Falcon out there. It's kind of that oops. All right. Well, so the next thing on there, gigantic, uh, a Disney animation film that was sort of a weird take of uh, Jack and the Beanstalk, where you had a uh, uh, a a girl, a giant that was going to make friends with them or something like that or something like I don't know. They were they were changing around some of the the Jack and the Beanstalk kind of kind of concepts and in a film called Gigantic, but it got canceled in October. Now I don't know if that you know uh, that means they might ever try to revisit the idea and just come at it from a different angle, or if they just dropped it entirely, uh, because we have had films like Pixar, um, The Good Dinosaur, kind of got dropped and reworked before it was eventually brought out, and I did enjoy that movie, although I guess some people really did. Yeah, enjoy I, I liked it actually. I liked it. It was good. It's stressful, but it's good. Yeah, no, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if Gigantic oh, is coming back. We just know it's at this point it is canceled. Uh, well, you know, to be honest, uh, yeah, Disney exploring a uh, concept involving a beauty and the beast back in the 1930s took about uh, 50 plus years for them to come back and revisit yeah. that. <laughs> right. So you never know. No, no good idea is ever left alone in Disney. It always somehow comes back. So, of course, it might not have been a good idea. Maybe they just decided this isn't working. I don't know. It even took them a long time to take the the Snow Queen and, and eventually turn it into Frozen, which didn't resemble the Snow Queen at all. Yeah. So because they couldn't figure out how to do it. All right. So the next thing I have on, like I said, I'm moving pretty fast down the list now because we're going up on three hours. But uh, there's all these fires, and uh, you know, Tim had plenty of them in, in Montana. Got smoked out pretty a lot, bad. A lot more than the California fires, but there's not as many of us living here in Montana. So. Yeah. So you didn't have Charles Schultz's home to burn down. No, home burned down, fires. but no, no, no. But yeah, no, we were covered in, in smoke for at least three solid months. And my little town was listed um, unhealthy in the uh, smoke environment. So we were not allowed to really go outside except for, you know, from your wow. to your car. I mean, kids could not go outside during during school or whatnot. So it was really bad here in Montana. Really, really bad. Like like a billion acres burned down and nobody Oof. reported on it. Yeah. Well, at least I knew it was going on because you were, yeah. you know having problems is it really dry in montana or something it, like it has been yes i mean we don't get much much rain and uh it has been really really dry and actually this happened because we stopped logging legally they no longer log and get rid of all the trees and so all these all these mm. old trees are just hollow and so oh, wow. when lightning strikes it, it's gone yikes yeah uh it sounds like we could go on the whole other rant oh on yeah that one. oh yeah <laughs> okay, the announcement in October also happened that Ryan Johnson is going to write and direct a separate Star Wars trilogy that is non-saga. And personally, since I enjoyed The Last Jedi, I am excited about what whatever concepts he's come up with. I, I'm definitely willing to check it out. Yeah, I'm excited that something something new, you know, it'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Totally. Like, I, I didn't like Rogue uh, One I, necessarily so the first time I saw of, it. Oh, they both started at the same yeah. time, then you both stopped at the same time. One of you go. <laughs> go ahead. I say, you know, a lot of people, you know, were hoping that this could have been a Knights of the Old Republic story. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Lucasfilm has come out and said that's not going to be the case. When coming out of The Last Jedi, there's a lot of different directions you know, oh. uh, beyond yeah. episode nine. So it's, you know, I don't know if we're going to be looking at a different time or just a different area, but Last Jedi, I'm really excited to see what else uh, he can bring to this universe. Yep. And what was Tim about to say? Uh, I'm just saying that I'm excited to see a different a different storyline because I I was a little worried about Rogue One when it first came out, but I really enjoyed it because it was it felt like a different movie. Yeah, 
it was connected but yet it was yeah. different yep so uh, yeah, i'm excited to see what they come up with and who knows what time what time it takes place it could be anywhere you know <clears throat> planets we've never seen before so should be fun uh, also in October, we heard Zach Levi, known for Chuck and uh, playing in the Tangled animated series, also in the film, uh, is going to be Shazam, working opposite The Rock. I can see that. Because we won't have Fandral anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> spoiler warning, I guess. Because <laughs> Tim hasn't seen that movie yet. <laughs> we'll just leave that alone. But I, that, I think that's a really great casting. Uh, uh, Zach's going to have to uh, beef himself up to play Shazam. But he does have that uh, boyhood charm where you can imagine him yeah. being like a, an 11, 12-year-old kid who suddenly finds himself a superhero. I, I can see that happening. Yep. I, I mean, I can see him playing a freakazoid. That'd be kind of fun, huh? Like oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that would be interesting. It's on TV. Yeah, <laughs> I think Warner oh Brothers. I think Warner Brothers should do that. A Freakazoid movie. That would be pretty wild. That would be fun. So my goodness. Uh, okay, the next thing I have here is the film Solo wraps wraps the <laughs> filming, uh, but it, it wrapped in October. And I think this is when we finally got the full announcement. Where Ron Howard showed the sign and said, "Yes, the film is actually called Solo," which we pretty much figured um, that's what it was entitled anyway. The who? Rather than the untitled Han Solo film. Right. <laughs> we could finally call it that. But although we pretty much knew it was going to be Solo, you know, we just kept referring to that. And and then they kept calling it Red Cup when they were filming it. I'm like, yeah, because it's a Solo. That's why. So I, I really do have to, to say I really enjoyed uh, Ron Howard's tweets that he would send out about the production of the film. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's some background name. bit of information. Yeah, yeah, and showing that, you know, this is a brand new character that reshoots. Yeah. And Paul Bettany is just awesome anyway. Plus, as we were saying about our little crush on Jennifer Connelly, yep. that's Paul Bettany's wife. <laughs> so good on Paul Bettany. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, you had a thought and it just went away? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm going to move on. Ah. This is, we got to see our full trailer for Black Panther in October. And holy cow, am I even more excited now than I was before? After that, that last trailer is just, oh, it's just mind blowing. I'm so excited for this. Yeah, it looks it looks cool. And uh, I actually interviewed Chadwick Boseman, who plays a Black Panther. I interviewed him like seven or eight years ago. And uh, really nice guy. Really shy though, but yeah, nice huh. guy. That was part of uh, that old show you yeah, used to do. Yeah, I guess? old rock bottom show you did. Yeah. So what was he doing a rock? Because it was mainly a music show. <laughs> no, well, I, I did. No, I did actors as well. So. Huh. Yeah. My goodness. So you knew him back before. Yeah. And then when I first, so then when he came out and did like the 42 movie and then got like nominated for an Oscar, I was like, hey, I know that dude. It's like, <laughs> it's like the second guy I've interviewed who, who was nominated for an Oscar. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, soon after that, we got the full cast list for The Lion King, which nah. uh, it was all on an image, which I should have probably had pulled up here so we could go through it. Uh, but to see James Earl Jones is coming back from Mufasa. Uh, they're actually a pretty good cast overall. Yeah, but uh, here's a lot of people I didn't know. The but. thing is, you said live action. It's not live action. It's still animated. True. <laughs> it's going to be computer animated, <laughs> but it's going to look like it's real. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sold. What's of course you know me and these live action yeah. or whatever remakes. I mean, Seth Rogen. I I I I don't want to listen to him as as Pumbaa. I'm sorry. Yeah, that that bugs me too. That's that's where I'm kind of like. Ugh. Yeah, and Beyonce. No, no, thank you. We saw yeah. her acting in 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 uh, Austin Powers. No thank you 
But John Favreau directing there, I'm pretty I confident know. in him. I know. I am too, but I'm still not going to see it, probably. Unless my wife makes me. <laughs> well, I know I'm going to be seeing it because it's part of my job to review these yeah. movies. So I go. So, and I'm I'm going to try to be optimistic because, you know, it's I have to be. I try to be optimistic when I go into these things. So if they disappoint me, then they disappoint me. So next thing on the list, the Spectacular was announced. I don't know if they've actually got this uh, kicked off and going yet, but this was going to be like science demonstrations going on at Epcot. Yeah, it was supposed to happen in November, but I haven't heard anything about it. Uh, and I scientists think, to promote STEM education. Yeah, I think it was uh, they're going to keep it around for a while. I don't think it was a temporary just for the month of November. Uh, I think it's uh, going to be a regular show. I don't recall, uh, but I remember talking about it. Uh, see, my last thing on the list, I just list a new hotel. Yeah, and that's it, the new one coming to Disneyland. Okay, talked about a little bit earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember now. Yeah, this new resort, which looks nice in the in the artist renderings here. So, but yeah, yeah perhaps I just hate that we're going right. to be losing uh, Earl a sandwich because of it. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, I remember people fussing about that, but I've never eaten an Earl of sandwich, so I didn't know what to think of it. All righty, moving right along. Robert Guillaume passed away in October. Yeah, we'll get old Rafiki from uh, yeah Lion King. And Benson. I loved him as Benson in the, in when I was a yes. kid. I love Benson. Um, both Benson and Soap, which Soap is yeah, about yeah. to be on Antenna TV, I think, in here yeah. in January. Yeah, that's a sad one because you don't. we haven't heard much from him in a long time. And then, actually, I was in the middle of getting an interview set up with him. It was, he said yes oh, wow. to it. We were checking on dates and all, and then they just dropped off the face of the earth. And then, like, a week and a half later, they announced he passed. Ugh. Yeah. That was sad, yeah, because I remember I grew up watching him. Yep. And Rafiki was a great character. Uh, oh, but now we're going to just toss to you because the Stan Lee Comic-Con happened in there in L.A. and you got a chance to go yeah. and hosted a panel over there. Yeah, I hosted two panels. I did a Tailspin panel and I did the DuckTales panel. So for the uh, Tailspin, we had people like uh, Jim Cummings, of course, Michael Goff, Ed Gertner, and um, who else was that one? Um, Brian Cummings was that, that one as well. So we just had a great time talking about good old Tailspin memories, that kind of stuff. Funny thing is, uh, Jim was actually like 15, 20 minutes late for that one because he thought it was the Whoops. next, he thought it was the next morning. <laughs> so I, I had to call him while I was hosting the panel and say, hey, where you at? <laughs> but it oh, turned wow. out just fine and it was, a, it was a fun one to host. And um, second one was DuckTales, much bigger one. Had um, Rusty Taylor's very first uh, panel that she's ever done, I believe. So she was talking wow. up there. I had uh, Andre Romano, who was the voice director, of course. Um, Brian Cummings, Will Ryan. Um, who else was on that? David Block. So that one was a big one. I honestly, I, it's it's such a hazy memory right there of that one because I was so in the moment and also kind of nervous as well. Because uh, I, had a, I had a good audience and I was talking to Rusty Taylor and Andre Romano. Come on, give me a break. It's, yeah. I, it was, I mean, it, was, it went by fast though. Those 45 minutes went by super, super fast. Yeah. But then afterwards, I spent a good maybe hour with Rusi backstage and uh, and I made her cry during one of my conversations. I forget what we were talking about. Maybe what is maybe was talking about Wayne. I'm not sure. Could be. But uh, yeah, great, great time there. I also you got had a good year this year. Yeah. I also had <laughs> a, a uh, got an exclusive interview with um, Alan Oppenheimer, of course, is Skeletor on the original He-Man Masters of the Universe. Mm -hmm. So that video is on my YouTube channel if you want to check it out. And I make him cry as well on, on camera. And he starts to make me cry too. So it's a it's a good short like twelve minute interview. It's it's cool. And he's a really sweet guy. And uh, after my interview, 
we stand up. This is on. This isn't on camera or anything. But after my interview, um, stands up. You know, he shakes my hand and then he comes in for a hug and then he kisses my cheek. And uh, I'm never, I'm never gonna forget that. You know, because that was that was huge for me. And then a couple hours later, his manager came over to me and says, "Yeah, Tim, he he never never does that." So it's one of my favorite memories of all time. I honestly. Yeah. And just uh, something I got for Christmas. I got to show it now. For anyone watching on YouTube, you get to see this. Oh, yes. I love that. Yeah. The Hallmark. Yes. It looks so it's so detailed, too. Yeah. I haven't even taken this one out of the box. I've got a He-Man one I got last year from the same from Philip also. But he got me as a Skeletor Hallmark keepsake ornament, which uh, I have kept in the box. Uh, I never got it to the I don't even know the He-Man. I put a hook on him. I think I last year I just stood him near the tree. Yeah. So. They're very, very, very cool. Yeah, this Comic Con, it was, it was huge. I mean, it wasn't, it was busy, but it was manageable. It wasn't like D twenty three busy. You know, I can actually get an autograph and only wait in line like five minutes versus two hours. So, and there's a lot of people <laughs> there, difference. like Veronica Taylor. I was able to meet her finally because I've interviewed her on, from Pokemon, and uh, somebody like I met Pee Wee Herman. Oh, cool! Yeah, got an autograph oh. and a picture with him, and. Uh, a lot of Jim Cummings, of course, was there because he's on the panel and all. So good times. Very good times. I highly yeah. recommend going next year. Uh, yeah, if I ever figure out a way to get myself there, I'll go. <laughs> okay, well, we got to move it on. Pressing on. We're going to wrap this up and hopefully not go four hours. But there was an Incredible 2 teaser. And I love this teaser. It didn't show much, but it made me laugh. Yeah, it was, it's cool. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's almost like the first one just didn't end. And this is like an extension of the first one, which I fully am on board with. Yes, and I would like to see the Underminer, yeah. the, the resolve that yeah. storyline, so we have John Ransomberger come back. Yeah. So, all righty, uh, then all right, the Disney Dream started, and they, I guess, they live streamed something. I don't know if they're actually performing this by now, but the Disney Dream was preparing a Beauty and the Beast musical uh, for the ship, based, however, though, on the live action film, not on the Broadway musical or the animated series. So, uh, kind of different. Uh, there, which uh, I guess I'm probably the only one who might be half interested. Although I think I'd rather see it if it was like taken from the animated and not so much off the live action. So, but I'm sure it'll probably be a great show. Yeah. Alrighty. Yes. Uh, we also, at this point, we learned a little bit more about the Incredicoaster that's going to replace California Screaming, which I've never ridden California Screaming. But overall, it's going to be the same coaster. It's just going to yeah. have some new theming and some more fun with the Incredibles, which sounds awesome. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, California Screaming is just the typical roller coaster honestly so i'm cool with the change i'm fine yep yeah I, i'm actually kind of excited to see some of the changes that are coming uh right now it's got kind of these half uh, cover certain portions of the track they're actually going to enclose those now oh, cool incorporate some animatronic elements and some uh, projections oh that's cool oh that's gonna be awesome uh well, there, is that something they're supposed to have finished over the summer as a pixar pier yeah, I think that's supposed to. It's supposed to open up. Uh, I I don't know yet. Actually, uh, yeah, I know they haven't closed it yet, but it's going to close just after the new year. Be uh, I think they said by May. Awesome! Right in time for uh, Friends of the Magic 2018. <laughs> uh, so uh, the next thing. Oh my goodness! We could probably talk about this one. Uh, I've gotten to play it a little bit, but, but Star Wars Battlefront Two. We have to bring up just because the fiasco that was the pay to win uh, EA mess. <laughs> Did anybody else pay attention? Yeah. To this? <laughs> you know, I, I think hopefully this means that there's going to be a change in the way they're set up in, in the future. I doubt that. I, 
But, uh, you know, I, at least original content coming out of this. We got a new story. Yeah. Into, uh, you know, there was what the exact, how it actually get Galaxy and, and that would affect this uh, first so and uh, uh, how she did afterwards. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm interested to play it, at least for the story. Uh, I've played a little bit of the the verses uh, with Philip, and the the biggest frustration I really had is some of the map areas. Uh, you can wander out of bounds and actually have like five ten seconds to get back. Uh, normally, in like a first person type of shooter, if there's an area they don't want you to go, they can put a wall up, they can block it off somehow or another, so you just can't go there. This has too much open space that you've wandered off your battle zone and you get in trouble, even though there's plenty of open territory in front of you. That, to me, is just bad level design. So that's that's another problem I've been having with what I've what little I've played of Battlefront 2. And you can hear all that. We did a live review. Philip and I were playing it at, and recording ourselves uh, back, I guess it was in November, uh, when we sat down on it. So you can hear that in a past episode. I don't know what episode number it is off the top of my head, though. Uh, have you gotten to play it, Tim? No, I have not. I haven't played a game in a long time besides the Friday the 13th game. So no, I have not. Okay, well, then we'll just move on to Coco. What a great film. And yes, bring your Kleenexes because, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Definitely. It's a Pixar movie with an emotional this, this punch. Job been... Nope, and Eric disappeared. Hello? I think I cut out. I think I cut out there. Yeah, um, you did. You know, this song, the, the theme of family, it's a lot to me for ancestors to see where we've come from, from what they did we have. Yeah, we got, I think, most of what you were saying there. It didn't all come through, but yeah, it's... Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> this, did you see this one, Tim? No, I have not. You gotta go. I know, now, I want to. Especially since they I pulled the, the Olaf's Frozen Adventure away yeah. from it. Uh, it's, it's, you don't have to sit through 22 minutes of what is this yeah. thing. Uh, and you can just go right into Coco. The music is fantastic. Uh, the style of this movie, it's beautiful to look at. The story is great. Uh, I think with you and how much your relationship was with your father, how great a relationship you had, I think you'll really be able to appreciate some of the story of Coco. They keep doing that to me. They keep throwing in this family bond in movies and making me cry in every movie. Like Good Dinosaur, they had to throw that whole father thing. It's like, oh, thank you. (laughs) Bring you a stack of tissues and just enjoy the ride, man. It's it's a really great movie. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but as we get older, I'm crying more at like commercials. You know what oh, I mean? <laughs> Maybe it's because the kids and all. I don't know. I don't know. what It, it is. could be you've not experienced fatherhood. I think yeah. we just as, yeah, as we get older, we're just all we're, we're very secure in our manhood. We're like, you know what? I can yeah. cry. Yeah, like exactly. Them. Exactly. So <laughs> uh, another my great film with respect. Thor Ragnarok, <laughs> which, oh, my goodness, Tim, definitely you got to get out there before. I think it might be gone, though, by now. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Out. At least here in my small town, it's probably gone. So I'll just have yeah. to rent it or just buy it like I usually do when it comes to these Marvel movies. It was a lot of fun. I mean, it, it, it kept some of the feel of the other ones, but also just, you know, had a little bit more fun with uh, with the Thor's world. Uh, this, oh, my goodness, especially having Jeff Goldblum in there just made this film for me. Great, great film. Have we got anything else to say about it? <laughs> it was it was a great superhero movie. Oh, yeah. And did some things I did not expect, which is always usually a good thing. If you kind of take the story in places that uh, are kind of surprising, uh, keep me guessing and don't give me just something, a predictable story. Okay, right. Uh, all right. Moving on to the next film. 
we get to go into the DC area, Justice League. So I, my, the surprise uh, movie to me, because I, you know, I kept going back and forth with the trailers like, oh, this looks like they're trying so hard to be Avengers too. This looks like it could be cool. And I wanted it to be good. And thank goodness I had a good time. Good. No, I, I want to see it. Like I said, I, I, I like watching DC movies, not necessarily all of them, but I mean, I love Wonder Woman, I love Batman, and I love Superman, so I think I'm going to enjoy it when I do watch it. Yeah. Yep, you'll have fun. It's not that it's a great movie, it's just a heck of a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, With a, a really great moment I don't want to spoil. <laughs> I feel I cannot stand Batman v Superman. Watching Justice League, the impetus to go ahead and go out and buy and add Batman v Superman to my collection. Wow. This movie to come to the market. Uh, so I can buy it and have it. And, you know, it might even redeem Man of Steel somewhat for me. <laughs> I really enjoyed this movie. Wow, yeah. good. So much fun. All right, another big thing. Speaking this, of Olav, uh, he made his premiere uh, a balloon and the Thanksgiving Macy's Day Parade. We got a big giant Olaf balloon. Did everybody get to see it? I don't think I did, no. I watched yeah, just I, a little was, bit of it. I think pretty early on. No, then I missed it then. Yeah. <laughs> And it was really pretty much, I think, just put in there to help promote the... Uh, yeah, of course. Excuse me. Olaf's Frozen Adventure, uh, which... Uh, well, and Frozen 2 coming out. Although, you know, I I, I kind of wonder, and I, I don't know, maybe I have this on the list to be able to talk about here a little bit. Yeah, it, it's coming up later. We'll, we'll get into Olaf's Frozen Adventure here in a little bit. Uh, I'm finding some comedy in there. Uh, oh, but it's, okay, Southern California discontinued some Disney passes... Uh, something with the annual Yeah, um, there are several tiers of... Uh, there are actually... Uh, there have been uh, three available for people who live within Southern California. Uh, that's much more discounted than... Uh, um, one of the tiers, um, which uh, actually, in my opinion, is a good thing. I think Me Disneyland too. is plenty crowded as it is. Yes, and we it just is. talked earlier today about how uh, when... Star Galaxy's Edge opens. Being one of these tier passes, I think it's going to think, well, higher level, should I go ahead and get the lower level? And do I even really want to get an annual pass this year? I help with the crowds and uh, certainly on the days when parks generally are lighter. So, you know, the fewer people coming in with annual passes, I think is good for the park. I think so too totally agree with that because as somebody who goes at least twice a year when i go when all the pass holders are allowed in it's it's horrible i mean it's it's elbow to elbow at least on the main street on the main stretch it's like elbow to elbow on the main road there and in front of the castle mm -hmm. and all so it's it's not enjoyable so i'm glad that they're actually doing something like this and hopefully it really does help nope, hope it does i've, I've got my own opinions on what else they can do to uh Biannual passes, I think uh, the elimination of a monthly payment plan would go a long way. Yeah. To, at least they're making some efforts. This is something that they have done in the past. They eliminated back. Um, so we'll just see what happens. Okay, so moving on. We had the premiere of the Big Hero 6 animated series this year, which I don't think they've had any episodes since. I think they've just had the, the, the two-episode movie. Yeah, which was pretty good. I, I, I had fun with it. I'm, I'm pretty excited to see where they take this. Right. I did like that they, they brought in elements from the finale of uh, Big Hero 6 and yep. kind of expanded the story a bit, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what direction they go at this series firmly established, and they've got Baymax back, and that happens. Yep. 
yeah. I hope I hope we're not starting to drag the show because I know I'm feeling tired and I was we've gone on so long, but we I'm I'm pushing forward. The John Lasseter thing that came out in November. Yeah. John Lasseter. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't know if I want know. to say much more about it, but uh, I don't I don't know what the what all he did. I don't know all every detail of it, but you know, he's taken a leave of absence, realizing he's probably made some mistakes. Uh, I don't know if he had any bad intention of what he did, if he really thought about what he was doing, but uh, you know, I don't know if any charges might be pending. I don't, you know, like I said, I don't know how how too far he went, but apparently there was something inappropriate, and he has stepped away for a little while. And I do know that some of the uh, some of the things that have been reported on were false as well. Like I heard a couple of things from a website that was completely false, so I don't know what to believe. I I, I don't know. Yeah. I heard he was a big hugger and, and a lot of a lot of touchy feely stuff. But I am too. I'm a big hugger, so I I don't know what to believe on this. We'll see what when it comes out. Yeah, because I think some people don't like to be touched or yeah, hugged at all, yeah. and maybe that's all it was. No, I'm, I am a big hugger. Really... If I met you like for the first time today after we talk, I'll hug you. You know, so maybe somebody didn't like that. I don't. I, I can't yeah. say. I can't. I can't speak for him, so I don't know yeah. what's going on. Right, and you know, I wasn't there. There might have been something else besides what his normal hugging. I don't know. Uh, I just hope this all works itself out nicely in some fashion, and uh, he's able to come back, uh, and we get all this cleared up, and maybe it's not as bad as what it could be. So, okay, um, and pressing on the Infinity War trailer. Holy crap! This was awesome. Okay, yes. we're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Uh, it looks good. Yes. It looks good. Uh, at least it's. Uh, memes with uh, recent acquisitions by the by Disney. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there's so much more because now we can bring Wolverine into the Marvel Cinematic Universe there and Tim will be happy. <laughs> because Wolverine. Because Wolverine. <laughs> well, how are they going to bring him over? Are they going to have to break the space? Uh, well, you know what? I think they're going to just have to reboot the X-Men and then that might cause yes. a few wrinkles in time. Because yes. we got a trailer for the wrinkle in time. And I saw Which, that for the first time last weekend during Star Wars. And yeah, no, no, thank you. That I was, don't really know much about it, but I'm, I'm interested. No, it looked to me, it looked like a made for TV movie for the Disney Channel. I'll, 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 I will say this. It looks better than the made for TV movie that was on ABC about 15 years ago. OK, well, that's good. But, uh, you know, part, part of this does look a little too wants to take itself way too seriously and then at other times it looks like it's not taking itself yeah. seriously enough and i'm gonna say i think it's gonna be a big flop for disney just like tomorrowland was for them it has that kind of same feel to it when i watched the trailer it reminded me of tomorrowland i could kind of see that but i'm still i'm interested to go because i've never gotten a chance to read the book so i thought it would, i think it might be fun to go and check out a film version because apparently the book is outstanding so yeah, it gives me an opportunity to check it out. So, and I usually, you know, Disney puts a film out, I'll go see yeah, it because yeah. I, I want to cover it. So, and who knows? Well, it I, looks it, like that movie could... is going to feature an ant, though. <laughs> but like I said, it, it looks like it features an ant. Yep, and perhaps a wasp. Uh, well, which that wrapped filming uh, here in October. Uh, we've got a release date for him. You don't have to go on an Odyssey. Okay, we're saying stuff at the same time. I'm still, <laughs> still on Ant-Man and the Wasp, but it wrapped filming, and July 6, 2018 is the release date. Uh, so we haven't gotten to really see anything other than uh, a few 
pictures of uh, the wasp costume. Looks very, very cool. Yeah. Yes, and you were saying Mario had an Odyssey, and no none of us played it, but apparently this game is awesome. Yeah, I want to. I want to play it, but I don't <laughs> see myself playing it anytime soon because I need time and money, so we'll see. Right, and a, and a Switch. Mm-hmm. So, but this is weird because Mario can throw his hat and possess things now. Well, and he can also put on different costumes depending upon what's going on with the hat. Yeah, and apparently he can run around in his underwear and he's got nipples. Sweet. <laughs> awesome. That's what you always wanted. No, it is. Nipples. No. <laughs> oh, and here's what we alluded <laughs> to me. about three hours ago. C.B. Sabulski is now the Marvel Editor-in-Chief. Yes, he uh, is replacing uh, Axel Alonso. Mm-hmm. Um, C.B. So, th- th- there's actually been a lot of... Uh, CB to now be the editor in chief. Um, he's very talent uh, scout for Marvel for many years. Going to be interesting as he steps into this new position. Uh, we talked earlier about you know evil. There's there have been some really controversials to how characters are being handled uh, with Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it looks like he's going to ta- be taking things back to a very back to basics approach. He seems like so. a good guy to do it. Uh, comics so uh hopefully we can maybe stay away from turning our heroes evil and uh right uh, and uh you know doing some good stuff with them right all right the next thing here december we've got a full trailer for ready player one and holy crap i'm even more excited now for this movie yeah i mean anything that has about this at length yeah anything that has a back to the future reference in it i'm there oh yeah we're going to have a good time with this one. I oh, think yeah. so. I think great. so. <laughs> uh, this was great. I, I thought the, I thought they went belly up with this. As, uh, I forgot what company made these. I got a few of them. Uh, but Mighty Mugs. I saw new Mighty Mugs were going to be released through, from Hasbro. Hasbro made these. And they're Star Wars ones. Uh, they're available for pre-order. I don't know if these are coming back to stores. I used to love these. Uh, what was it, About 15 years ago, Mighty Mugs were out there. They're kind of before Funko started coming out with their bobblehead kind of weird looking cute versions of characters there was the mighty bugs that they all had the same basic kind of shape but they would paint them into different characters and on my fifth wedding anniversary i think it was we actually took a uh, Mighty Mug Spider-Man uh, with us, and we took pictures of it uh, at different locations on our on our vacation that we took for our like a, we did a repeat of our honeymoon at five years. Uh, just love Mighty Mugs; they're just fun. Anybody else collect those? No, I, I'm not a huge fan. Well, you know of, what else is fun? Oh. Sorry, I'm, I'm I'm not a huge fan of characters that don't really look like themselves. You know what I mean? I I don't like. Funko Pops for the most part because they look odd. I mean, these look better. Mighty Mugs look better, but I don't know. I'm just not a big fan. I, I want them to, to look like the, the way they looked. Like this? <laughs> <laughs> that's a mouse vinyl, I guess, there, isn't it? Oh, that's right, the vinyl. Yeah. yeah. It's supposed to be Aladdin. Yep. <laughs> I have, like, one of those, I think. <laughs> yeah, of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so moving along. Olaf's Frozen Adventure. A complete and total disaster fiasco that I think there's been a lot of backpedaling because it looked like when you see it, it seemed like it should have been on TV. And then all of a sudden it was pulled from theaters and was on TV. It was on TV. Fast you can say, like, I don't think I want to ever watch this again. It was available for digital download. And then I think it turned people off of Frozen 2. So I think it totally backfired. I hope so, and I hope Frozen Two doesn't happen because I am so thought out. <laughs> oh, it's I'm, I'm, I I I love the first one, but I just don't watch it all the time. But yeah, it's totally backfired on them big time. 
I mean, who thought, yeah, oh, let's it, make a 22-minute short? I watch it all the time because I have a five-year-old daughter. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> but I don't, I, don't, I don't show them on purpose so they don't get introduced to it. Right. And Frozen is a good movie, but boy, did it get carried on yeah. further than I think it deserved. Yeah. In my opinion. It's a good movie, but yeah. it's not like it's no. as brilliant as everybody turns no, out. No, I mean, I mean, Tangled's just as good, if not better. Tangled is so, better. Yeah, I mean, I like both. You know, I do enjoy the both. I, I, I must say, I did see Frozen four times in the theater. So, but I do, at the time I did have a two-year-old and she did love going with me, but I used her as an excuse to go as well. So, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Alrighty. Uh, Quentin Tarantino announced to direct a Star Trek movie. Okay. No, no. Okay. Right here. Okay. Quentin Tarantino is one of the most overrated directors of all time. Not of all time, but our generation. He makes, he makes good movies. A couple of them. I, I really do like a handful of his movies, but as a writer and as as a somebody who initiates that script and puts it into film, it doesn't turn out to me, at least as a viewer. Like, listen to his dialogue. That is is not dialogue. I do not want to watch a Star Wars movie with his dialogue. Or Star Trek movie. Oh, Star Trek. Sorry, yeah, Star Trek. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah I had Star Wars in my mind. I don't want. <laughs> and and Star Trek did does have more dialogue than Star Wars, so it's yeah. it's not going to turn out well. Yeah, because I, I don't want to see Spock come out there and call somebody an MF-er and yeah. something. Not like just that. that, but you go and watch you go watch Death Proof. The first thirty minutes is unwatchable because it's just the characters sitting there talking just garbage. I mean, it's nothing to do with the movie whatsoever. Hmm. It worked. For I haven't Pulp. watched a Tarantino movie since Pulp Fiction, it, and I, I enjoy Pulp Fiction, but I don't know. I think he's just I don't know. There's some there's things I like about each movie probably. Like Death Proof does have really great scenes with Kurt Russell on it, but for the most part, I'm not going to watch the Star Trek. Me neither. And I do love me some Star Trek, but yeah. you know, Tarantino, his style is just doesn't fit no, for Star doesn't Trek. Fit. Unless he goes a different route, a different way, you know, which is possible. Yeah. So maybe he'll surprise me. I Go don't know. Go completely away from his normal yeah. type of thing. He'd have to really exactly you know, re- which, reinvent him. Which I hope he does. I hope he does because maybe I might enjoy him after that. <laughs> but yeah, well, let's, we're problem. not going to count on it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But you can count that Samuel Jackson's going to be in it. You can guarantee that. <laughs> Samuel Jackson getting across from Star Wars into yep. Star Trek would yep. actually be kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would actually go to watch that, I think, <laughs> but probably not. I don't know. Okay, well, let's move on to the next thing on our list because we're almost done. And this was very mm-hmm. recent. The Hall of Presidents has now reopened after a very long closure with a talking Donald Trump animatronic that doesn't look like Donald it Trump. It looks so weird. It looks like a raisin version of Donald Trump. <laughs> and a lot of people have pointed out it almost looks a little like Hillary. Almost as if they predicted Hillary to win. So they started making the animatronic and then switched over to Trump. That's what I hear. Yeah, that's what <laughs> seems to be the case. Whoops. Uh, and even <laughs> just today, I read that somebody yelled, yelled at the robot that it should go to prison. So... <laughs> It's a robot, dude. Yeah, okay, you didn't, if you didn't like Donald Trump that much, if you, I mean, if you're really that hateful against him, why did you even go into the Hall of Presidents? Yeah, I mean, heck, I, I was not a fan. I, I haven't been a fan of a president in a long time, really. Yeah, but uh, you know, I, I, even though I didn't really like Obama, I still went into the Hall yeah. of Presidents and I still enjoyed the show. And I have nothing against that animatronic or what they had written for him to say was still something good. Yeah, so. I can still enjoy it, even if I didn't like him either. I must say, one of my guilty pleasures at Disneyland is the Lincoln. I, I love 
Love so it. I love Lincoln. It's I get goosebumps still today when I go in and watch it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I want to see the full show at Disneyland because I yeah, loved it at the good. Hall of Presidents. No, I get, I get, I'm getting goosebumps right now just talking about it. But it's it's really good stuff. I have a vinyl record of the Lincoln thing from Disneyland. Wow, it's very very cool. Yeah, my kids haven't liked it. Like I didn't expect them to like it. They saw it for the first time a couple weeks ago, and they sat through it and they said they really liked it. My wife saw it for the first time too. And uh, it's good stuff. Of course, you get some good old Paul Freeze voiceover in that as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, you do. Okay, I'm going to press on here. This next bit thing. of news, it, I think covered all that well, though. Yeah, Disney has bought Fox. Yeah. Bring on the X-Men. That's exactly. All yeah, it's gonna. They're going to do so much better with the X-Men. Like, they'll have a, a movie that makes sense. You know, together they'll have a uh, number one, the number two that actually go together instead of saying, "Hey, this didn't happen in the first movie. Forget all that. We're going to change everything." So it's right. gonna it's gonna fix a lot of things with the X Men. Yes, indeedy. And you know, Fantastic Four well, just, and all that good stuff. Want to know when we're going to get a Planet of the Apes land? <laughs> <laughs> there was something else I noticed was a Fox property that made me think it would be kind of cool, but now I can't think of what it was. Well, it was like Alien as well. Yeah, yeah, and they are they already did the alien encounter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And now Stitch's Great Escape is officially closed and not coming back. Uh-huh. Maybe it's gonna get an alien in there again. That'd be cool. See no more in there. <laughs> not likely, but you know it could happen now. No, what I thought of earlier, I think it was just a couple of days ago. I think it's cool because I keep hearing rumors of Who Framed Roger Rabbit Part Two, and now they can use more Fox animation to go in there with them if they do make a Part Two. Well, there's, an, I don't know how much animation you really have. I know you, Fox, well, you get so. Simpsons and and just adding them, I think it'd be cool. They wouldn't fit in with with Roger Rabbit, though. Yeah, they would. They can fit in with. They, they weren't around in Roger Rabbit's time, though. No, either were a lot of the characters from. I mean, they could they would throw I mean, them in there. Because the, the 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 rumored sequel to Roger Rabbit was actually going to be a prequel. Yeah. Uh, and there was going to be how how Roger met Jessica Rabbit. It would have probably been a great film, but uh, it's really difficult to make those because of getting the licensing. What yep. you really have to have happen is Disney buy Warner Brothers. I, which is never going to happen, I don't think. Never going to happen, <laughs> but it would be so yeah. awesome. That's the one company that they will never be able to touch, probably. Right. Yeah, but it will be awesome. No, I think they could probably just never could touch Universal because Universal is trying to compete. But. Yeah. Would, if, if Disney bought Warner Brothers, they just would own everything. And I think then people would probably be very upset. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know if uh, Fox owned any of the classic uh, Asian properties. Um, Warner Brothers or it's Paramount that owns them. Own what? Uh, and any of the older animation properties. Uh, like, uh, I don't think Fox did, really. I'm thinking of like the classic media properties like uh, Mr. Magoo. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I think Universal has all of the Jay Ward properties like Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah. Um, I think Fox is too. any of that, then that could lead to a good uh, Roger Rabbit sequel. But, uh, you know, it'd have to be something classic like that. Yeah. Okay, but I'm going to press on. Uh, We already talked a little bit about Star Wars The Last Jedi, so I'm skipping it. Stitch's Great Escape, I've mentioned. Okay, so Galactic Knights is something that's actually been going on here in December. Warwick Davis hosting events talking about Galaxy's Edge uh, and, and the Disney's Hollywood Studios. They were projecting the Death Star on the Hollywood Tower of Terror, uh, having lots of Star Wars fun here in the month of December. Uh, that's what that is about. Anybody want to add anything to it? I know nothing about it. Looks fun. 
my one of my professors was actually there in the Disney parks uh, down in Orlando this this past month, and he's uh, he actually showed me an image of a Spider-Man uh, mouse ears thing, which uh, I'm gonna have to send to Eric and to go get me. I'm gonna have to set up a PayPal for him or something. Here, use it. Go get me one. Um, but yeah, he actually managed to not get to go to the Galactic uh, Nights. I don't know how he missed it, but he didn't get to go. And I'm like, oh, what a miss, what you missed out. But he's going into the Magic Kingdom tomorrow, and uh, I don't know what all he's going to be up to. But he asked me if he wanted him to uh, cover anything or something. So I don't know. We might we might learn some things here from uh, Doc Johnson here. Uh, the only the last thing last thing I have on the list, and this is just some very recent news. Something just happened. Other than the death of uh, Alfie, I can't think of his last name, but. Uh, uh, he doesn't like you, and I don't like you either. Uh, just passed away. But there was just an announcement made for, yes, Disney is going to make a live-action Little Mermaid film after all. We knew Even that was despite coming. there's a Little Mermaid film already coming out. Yeah. Uh, but this is going to have Rob Marshall directing, and Alan Menken is going to work with Lin-Manuel Miranda to write some songs. And this is, I guess, a reboot uh, but I guess that means that they're going to be doing a live action version, which, uh, golly, I don't know what to think. Cause this is, this is my, this is one of my top ones too. I used to watch the heck out of yep, this. Me too. So as I'm, it's going to be the same thing with Beauty and the Beast for me. It's like, you know, if you mess this up, I'm really going to be upset with you. I mean, if so, this one, well, it, this one appeals more to me than the other ones because there's, there's less, you know, like cartoony characters, there's less like animals that talk. I know there's still animals that talk and everything, but and Little Mermaid is my favorite. So I, if the trailers look good, I'm actually see it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I, I want to see a trailer before I make a yeah. decision. I'm yeah, trying I'll, to be I'll, fair. I'll keep in mind that Marsh directing, don't you? Uh, I only caught part of what you said, but something about Rob Marshall directing. I, what else has he done? Into the Woods, Chicago. Currently oh. directing. Mary Poppins. What he's terms. currently directing. Oh, it's the new Mary Poppins that I'm really not interested in seeing. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. And uh, Chicago, I didn't see. I know it was like a big Oscar winning film, but Into the Woods was awful. I I Uh, also directed uh, On Stranger Tides. I don't know. Well, we lost what movie you said. On Stranger Tides. Tides. Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, okay. Previous. Okay. Yeah. I oh, like, you know, we didn't even mention Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. That's because nobody watched it, so move on. <laughs> oh, that last Pirates, that, the, uh, the fifth Pirates movie was terrible. I didn't want to see it so. whatsoever, so there you go. There's my review of it. <laughs> Your review is you didn't want to see it. Nope. <laughs> my review is I didn't like it. <laughs> I think I, I ranted and raved on that film plenty enough when we reviewed it this year. <laughs> uh, but I, I want to call it a wrap on this. This has been three and a half hours. <laughs> I'm tired. Good. <laughs> but definitely thanks, uh, Tim, for yes. coming along with us and going this three and a half hour journey of reliving <laughs> 2017. Yeah, man, it's a fun ride. 2017 was a crazy year, good and bad. So, yeah, here's to next year. Yep, here's to next year. We're going to do it all again. And this time I'm going to be a bit more precise with my notes. I'm going to start taking notes here. As soon as something interesting happens yeah. in January, I'm going to start adding it to this list so by next year we're going to have even twice the list and we'll have to do two entire episodes probably to cover all oh, of it man. <laughs> I can hear the nightmares already beginning <laughs> alright <laughs> right, well hey 2017 so long 2018 hello bring it on yeah, bring it Amen. on there we go and that's a wrap see ya 
Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official Lost Boy or Pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander! Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash Neverland Podcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast.